94.5 W233DB Norwich. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. Republican Congressman Joe Wilson did it to Barack Obama 14 years ago. Last night, Marjorie Taylor Greene's turn. The Georgia Congresswoman shouting liar during President Biden's State of the Union speech. The outburst prompted by Biden's claim that Republicans are out to cut Social Security and Medicare. I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant... But it's being proposed by individuals. Republicans accusing Biden of partisan fear-mongering of trying to draw attention away from a failed agenda. The president drew a strong reaction when he accused some conservative Republicans of favoring the rich. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders pulled no punches in the GOP response. Biden and the Democrats have failed you. They know it, and you know it. And it's time for a change. Republicans accusing the president of lying about a number of what he called his accomplishments, including the claim his policies have reduced inflation and led to lower gas prices. Bob Agner reporting. The death toll from Monday's devastating earthquake has surpassed 11,000. Rescuers continue digging through mountains of debris in a desperate bid to find survivors. Rescue efforts are being hindered by bitterly cold weather and a shortage of trucks and fuel. Town Hall News is joining forces with international nonprofit relief agency food for the poor to rush emergency relief, food, and water to victims of the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. More information is available on the website srnnews.com. Tasha Stevens reporting. On Wall Street this morning, stocks in the red so far. Right now, the Dow down 40 points. The NASDAQ Composite Index is off 79 points, and the S&P 500 trading 15 points in the red. More on these stories at townhall.com. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Four people treated at a hospital for smoke inhalation following a fire on board a New Jersey-bound jetliner. The United Airlines flight returned to San Diego International Airport Tuesday morning because of the fire. Passenger Anne-Marie Buckland tells KGTV they weren't in the air long. Probably about 10 minutes into the flight. I started to smell something really bad, and it just got worse and worse. Passenger Caroline Lipinski tells KFMB-TV that a first-class passenger's battery charger began smoking, and then it burst into flames. Authorities say the crew placed the battery in a special fire bag, and the Boeing 737 returned safely to the airport at around 7.30 a.m. I'm Donna Water. Ukrainian President Zelensky visiting Britain, his first trip to the U.K. since Russia's invasion began almost a year ago. The U.K., one of the biggest military backers of 
Ukraine. News and analysis at townhall.com. It's black eye for Puerto Rico tourism, with several visitors to the island attacked. That stabbing after someone told them to stop filming in a renowned seaside community known as La Perla that is popular with tourists. Police say the confrontation began when one of the tourists began filming a mobile hamburger cart and was told to stop and leave the area. Authorities say two of the tourists remain hospitalized, including one who was stabbed six times. The attack took place nearly two years after a tourist from Delaware was killed and set on fire after police said he was warned not to take pictures while buying drugs in La Perla. John Scott reports. Several thousand CSX workers will soon get one of the things that pushed the U.S. railroad industry to the brink of a strike last fall, paid sick time. CSX has a deal with two of its 12 unions, becoming the first major railroad to offer that benefit that many American workers take for granted. More on these stories at townhall.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Morning, everybody. And all the ships at sea, Stu Breyer with you, WICH. It's on an absolutely beautiful winter day. Ready to rock and roll with you. The number is 889-5252. I have an absolutely astounding, interesting, and controversial guest after the 1 o'clock news today. His name is Dr. Urso. He's the a drug inventor. Not the bad drugs, but drugs that can help people. And uh, he's going to talk about the coronavirus vaccine some of the problems with it. He's going to talk about why so many young people are getting heart problems. He's going to get into that deeply on the program. He is the co-founder of the Global COVID Summit, which has 17,000 doctors and scientists. He's been in the White House and Congress. He's testified in the U.S. Senate. He's worked with members of the FDA, the CDC, And he served as an expert witness in multiple states, including testifying before the Texas and Tennessee Senate. He is the co-founder of the International Alliance of Physicians. I mean, this guy's got a resume. Whoa. (laughs) Dr. Urso, very controversial about the uh, vaccine for the COVID virus. And we like to get all points of view on this program. So um, that'll be at 105. But the first portion of our program is going to be a completely open topic. And the number is 860-889-5252. If you watched the State of the Union uh, presentation by the president last night, you may want to comment on that. And also the uh, rebuttal by Sarah Huckabee. Yeah, I watched, I'd say, 90% of it, 90% of it, which seems to be the top priority in the news today, but we can discuss about anything and everything. But let's check your weather forecast. See what's cooking. Hi, everybody. Good morning. I see spots this morning, and particularly in northern Connecticut, so exercise caution on the roads. Today, mostly sunny, milder. Highs 52 degrees along the shoreline, 49 degrees inland. Tonight, mostly clear, overnight low 29. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness with rain showers becoming likely during the afternoon. Lasting through the evening hours, becoming breezy. Highs in the mid to upper 40s tomorrow. Friday, a mixture of sun and clouds, breezy, record warmth likely. 56 inland, 55 at the shore. Saturday morning, cloudiness gives way to 
sunshine, highs in the low to mid 40s. Sunday, dim filtered sunshine, breezy, highs in the mid 40s. In the early warning forecast center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Wednesday. That's an interesting expression, a dim filtered sunshine. I've never heard that one before. Hmm. Maybe I'll steal that. 42 degrees. WICHAM and FM. Good morning to you. Good morning, Stu. Yes, sir. Uh, what did you think of that BS speech last night? Well, I thought that uh, the president had more fluidity than he usually does, um, so I gave him credit for that. You know, there were a lot of things, if you really didn't know what was going on, you'd say, man, this guy is right on top of things, but... Um, well, he's you know, reading off, you got to remember, he's reading off that teleprompter, yeah, you know. He did a good job doing that. I mean, yeah, it almost, he did. Looked, almost looked like he wasn't reading off of it. I mean, that's... You know, that, that, that he's, he's created, not all of it, not all of it, but he's created a lot of problems in, in this country, and uh, he, he doesn't want to take uh, credit for it, and he's blaming everybody else. Well, he could have talked a little bit more about China and Russia, but, um, you know, he, I think he's afraid to uh, get them going. And he could have talked more about the border and the things that people have really been concerned about, more about inflation. And he gave you the idea that he was making progress with all of those things. But Well, I don't know typical. what the progress is, but it, it isn't typical. in this country. Yeah, it was a usual state Usually of Usually BS, and it's a good thing I had my pants legs rolled up. Anyways, yes, um, the response, uh, the Republican response from uh, Sarah uh, uh, Huckabee, Huckabee, uh, that, that sounded pretty good. I was picturing her as president when she was speaking. I said, "Boy, is she articulate and right on the ball?" In my opinion, she well, it's sharp. a possibility down the road. Yeah, you know, she's only forty years old. Right, she's got a, a, a long life ahead of her. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, I'm going to go outside and enjoy the day. So you and you enjoy the day also. You too. Did you walk, watch most of it, all of it? No. I watched all of it. Then, all of it. Yeah. Then I went to bed. Okay. All right. Enjoy Have the day. A good day. Thank you. Hello. Welcome to the program. Oh, I knew I forgot to do something last night. <laughs> I forgot to listen to that, huh? Okay. Hey, speak up! I can't hear you. You can't hear me. Come on, turn it up. Turn that knob all the way to the right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You mean, no, we don't go to the right or the left. We go up with the knob. Oh, up and down. Okay, you sound a little bit better. Okay. Would you have to raise your chair up? I don't know. I, I put my nose to the, um, there to you the go. microphone. Well, you do what works, right? That's, <clears throat> that's called radio. Whatever works <laughs> for you, buddy. So I'm going to... I think it's my turn to give you a song request. All right, what do you want me to sing? I want you to sing Eddie Rabbit's song, 747. 747? Is that when you want me yep. to play it, or is that the name of the song? Well, I'd prefer you play it, but if you want to sing it, it's your show, you know. Gee, you know, Kevin, i got to be honest with you, I'm not familiar with that song. It's, uh, I know it came out, I remember it from the 70s, and I just looked it up on YouTube to make sure I had it right, yeah. Uh, Eddie <laughs> Rabbit, 747. And, um... I'm waiting for you to ask. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You're waiting for me to ask something to you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how are the rocks? You, you must want to know why I want that song. I didn't want to be obvious, but why do you want that song? <laughs> you know, you didn't want to offend me, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently the last Boeing 747 oh, has, yeah. has rolled out of the factory. Mm-hmm. They're not making them anymore. 
Not flying them, but you can roll them out. Yeah. Well, you can fly them. I mean, if they're still airworthy, which I think a lot of them are, mm-hmm. I kind of wonder how long they'll be around. You know, the the Boeing uh, 727s and 737s are still in the air, a lot of them. And those things are, what, 40, 50 years old? No, I really want to find that song and play it. Yeah. 747. Have you ever been on a 747? I doubt it. <laughs> I was on one once. And I was um, visiting my dad down in Florida while he was still alive, obviously. And then I was um, flying back from Fort Myers to California, where I was living at the time, and I had a connection in Dallas-Fort Worth. So the flight from Fort Myers to Dallas was one of the big Boeing 747s with the piano bar. Ooh, a piano bar. I've never had that. And boy, did I want to explore that piano bar. And... You know, remember, this is still back in the days when it was fun to fly. It's not like today when it's like being jammed onto the back of a Greyhound bus. <laughs> and they actually used to serve you almost a meal then, right? Oh, gosh, yeah, meals. Yeah. And, and Well, i got to say, though, I'll always remember that flight because I was a very bad boy. You were a bad boy on that flight? I was a bad boy. I even got spoken to by the flight attendant. Oh, yeah. we want to hear this, folks. What did you do, Kev? I was, um, I had not yet learned to control my drinking. Oh, you got snockered uh, on a 747. on the flight that I took a liking to. Yeah? And it turned out to be, as the flight attendant informed me... The pilot's wife. No, worse, 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 worse. Yeah? The wife of one of the Dallas Cowboys that was on the plane. Oh, my God. Really? I can't, pic- I can't picture that, Kev, huh? That put me back in my seat with my seatbelt fastened for the rest of the flight. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I was being a jerk. I was I was just in my 20s or whatever. You were giving a, a cute flirting with her? Is that the deal? Oh, yeah. Acute flirting, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, okay. And, and uh, you know, we do, we do stupid things oh, when we're young. we've all done them. All of us. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I tell you what, it was a fun airplane to be on. Until they throw uh, you off, yeah. Huge. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're not making them anymore. I think it was just yesterday, I believe, the last one rolled off the assembly line for the last time. So now we've got the 777s and the 787s, and who knows what's next. Mm. Well, if anybody's (laughs) trying to think, what would what would the airlines say is the replacement to the 747? And uh, somebody's going to be more knowledgeable than I. I think it's these long, sleek airliners that are long but not necessarily wide, and they hold a lot more passengers. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how much the uh, how many people the 747s held, but I think the 787s, for example, hold like 300-something. Somebody out there is going to know more about this than I do. But uh, I'm interested in aviation, but I'm not a pilot. Um Listen, I um, I can't tell you how many thousands of dollars I've spent on airline tickets over the years. You mean they let um, you on another plane after that? Huh? They let you fly in another plane after your... <laughs> yeah, right. Mm. Well, I don't know if they had the TSA back then. Okay. Imagine if it were today, I'd be on some sort of watch list <laughs> for being oh. a bad boy. Maybe not. I'm going to do my best to uh, find that song, 747. It's a cool song, actually. I think you'll like it. It's got a nice beat, nice harmony. Mm -hmm. 
747, fly me back home. I better let you go. Yes, at least, yes. Thank you. <laughs> See you later. See you, Kev. Bye. All right, 747. My goodness. We're flying high already. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Hey, what's on your mind today, my friend? Okay, two things. First of all, around 8 o'clock this morning, there was a phone call to um, our house. You know, it said spam, but I, I answered it anyway because otherwise it would keep ringing. And this individual announced that my husband won first, second, and third prizes from American Cash Award. Well, I said, first, second, and third? He didn't apply. Well, no, they just randomly picked seniors. Yeah. To, mm. And they entered them. Oh, that's and a farce. you want to know what he won? $9.5 million. No kidding. Well, tell him to send the check. <clears throat> you know, and then second prize is the 2022 Mercedes. <laughs> I don't know if and then the third prize is 250000 Don't forget your friends when you get the check. <clears throat> I know, yeah. So he's supposed to, my husband's supposed to call him back or he's going to call back. Oh, really? Um, because he had to talk to my husband. And I said, my husband's been sick. He's sleeping. Mm-hmm. Of course, he was awake, but anyway. Um, but I also wanted to, I didn't hear all of Biden's speech last night because I had very few hours of sleep the night before. Mm-hmm. Blue insomnia, so I did fall asleep towards the end. But again, with the scare about Social Security and Medicare, I still despise them calling it an entitlement. It is not because we paid into the system. Therefore, it's not an entitlement. Um, you know, and I I liked that the that the audience erupted in anger and calling him a liar. No, we've stuff. been hearing that rhetoric for about 40 years or so, and uh, it works. It always works. You, I, you get know, the seniors to say, oh boy, we better yeah. vote for this person. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean, I do know that I guess it's Rick Scott of Florida mm-hmm. put something in his p- proposal about it, but what they want to do is increase the age, the retirement age. Yep. And also increase or, you know, do more of a, like, an, inco- an income test or, you know, mm-hmm. which which is fine with me. You know, I mean, if you're making 140 or 100, no, 174000 as a congressman, then maybe you don't need Social Security. You know, well, you, you put your money into it, though. To pay for other people. Well, yeah, you, know? you put your money into yeah. it, so it wouldn't be fair, would it, to not get them, uh, give them well, their no, social no, security? No, I understand that part, but but also, I guess that there's a, I don't know what the limit is, because I never made anywhere near it. Because the limit, you know, you, if you make, let's just, I'm going to throw out a number, I don't know what it is. Let's say you're making 100000 they're still taking out, but if you make 120000 they don't type thing, you know, they can increase that by a little bit. 
And they can also stop the abortions because all of those babies that are being killed um, would would help support it. And also um, stop the fentanyl because that's killing off a lot of our Well, there's a lot of things that uh, if you sit down and uh, if they could work together, that would be a miracle. And then there's a lot of places you can cut or, or at least alleviate some of the things. What else? You had something else you wanted to talk about. Well, I mean, or was that it? Yeah, it was. It was. Okay. It was the cash award. Plus, with that, and what I've heard of, and I read a lot of Sarah Huckabee's speech online. I should actually go and read the whole thing. It was marvelous. I liked a lot of what she said. You know, um, you know, just you believe in those that don't even know what a woman is. You know, I mean, they go by woke politics. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Um, I liked that comment. I don't know. I don't have the quote in front of me. But um, she, from what I've heard, she did a really remarkable um, speech. That was the best rebuttal I've ever heard on one of those. Uh, I really don't know how anybody could disagree with anything she said. But i got to run, but thank you. You're welcome. Hello, welcome to the program. Oh, here comes the guy with the voice. Hello, hello. Would you like to make a call? Hang up and try it again. Okay. Doesn't he change his script? You're on the air. Welcome. Hey, Stu, I like the voice because I get ready to be the next call. Yes, you are, and I can hear you. Yes. I'm in Studio 128, literally, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, an apartment, but it's a studio, So, and it's number 128, so that makes sense. You have a studio apartment. Very nice there, Wonder Man. But I like to call it Studio 128 when I call you... <laughs> That would be good. I'm in Stu's studio. Yeah. Yeah. One funny thing is I, um, oh, yeah, big old Jetly airliner. When I was a kid, there was a, a kid that waited on for the school bus to go on the Norwich Tech on the Norwich Town, uh, no, Chelsea thing green there. Yes. And we'd wait in between and take the bus to the tech school after the local bus dropped us off. His name was Exley. And he played that song all the time, and I wasn't really into looking for music and stuff then, so it sounded like, to me, when he played that song, it was like, big old Chet had the light out. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> it sounded like that to me. Big old Chet and had yeah, the light out. Yeah, there yeah. was Exley, and then there was the other one, DePetro. He was his friend. Um, they're probably, they might be listening. That'd be something if they remember that. And um, the thing I did... I have two canes, quad canes. They got four feet on the bottom. And I didn't want to have to hold my finger on the end of the metal on the earphone because I, I, I'm kind of stuck there. And then when I go some go to do something in the apartment, I can't hear you. So I engineered a, a paper clip that's non-painted and took one of my quad canes up and put it upside down near the window. And... Um, and then I made it so they were physically touching each other, and now I can hear you real clear. My, my recommendation is if some... I got the idea, I think, from Bill and Ted's Big Adventure. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. A long time ago, yeah. Yeah, I, I had the, the tape of it. First I saw it, it was about four or five years ago. They, on the top of this telephone booth that uh, George Carlin... Uh, tells them about he can go to these different times to uh, get their history paper correctly by the source and on the top it was it was if you picture the guts of a umbrella with none of the cloth on it just the metal 
open. That was their antenna. Then they had to fix it one time because it broke. They couldn't get back. But that would be an excellent thing. If that that that'd be something that most everybody would have around the house, an umbrella or an old one. Just take all the umbrella cloth off of it, put it upside down, touching your AM radio on the metal that the earphone goes or any metal on the set, and it's a perfect antenna. It works beautiful. Thank goodness. Well, you showed great ingenuity, and congratulations. Yeah, it's working good, um, and. Uh, I, I, those are two, two of the three things. I can't remember the third, so we'll right. maybe do that another day. I'm glad you fixed everything so you can hear us good. Thank you, Stu. You're welcome. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. February is American Heart Month. Heart disease is the leading cause of death for both men and women. Make healthy changes to prevent and control risk factors. Get active and eat healthy. Educate yourself on the dangers of heart disease and get on track to better heart health. Liberty Bank reminds you to read up on heart attack care if and when it affects a family member. Your loved one may be overwhelmed and thoughtful support is needed. Liberty Bank reminds us that February is Heart Health Month. Hi, this is Warren at Superior Auto Center in Norwich. A healthy diet, regular exercise, and happiness are a perfect recipe for a healthy heart. We urge everyone to do their part, to care for their heart, so they can be here for the ones they love. Heart disease has taken away our parents, siblings, and friends. Hi, I'm Andrew Nolman from Rose City Financial Services in Franklin. We can improve our heart health by maintaining a healthy diet, exercising regularly, and not smoking. Let us commit to fighting this deadly disease together. This heart-healthy message is brought to you by our local sponsors and the Hall Communication Radio Group. i got to give uh, President Biden credit I'm, when he was giving that speech. And it's not an easy thing to do when millions of people are listening and watching. And it did not look like he was reading a teleprompter. And that, that's really an art. That's amazing. Hi, welcome. You're on the air. Morning, Stu. Morning. Hey. Hey. There you are. Here I am. Mm-hmm. There you are. My Dairy Queen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we hope for another one. Yes. Um, I was asking if any of the listeners uh, know of, and Stu, if you could get your pen and pencil, or pencil and paper, too, because if somebody can... Call in and help me with this. Could you write it down? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's. I don't know if it's Big Brothers Big Sisters organization or what charitable organization that you know. A couple times a year that you'll you'll get this little um, thing in the mail that says we're you know we're willing uh, donations of furniture or mm-hmm. clothing or whatever, and we're set up an appointment and pick it up. Yes. Well, I got a girlfriend that has a lot of clothing from her, her. She's a widow, and her husband and herself too, and it's it's a lot of it's good stuff. But I'd like to get get a hold of that place so I could make an appointment, so that we wouldn't have to be carting all of this clothing. Because it is, it's quality stuff. They they pick it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They will. Yeah. They 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 have a drive a couple times a year. <clears throat> yeah, I've done. Uh, I've left stuff out for them. Yeah, me too, and it works beautifully. But I was wondering if anybody had the uh, the name of and the phone number of the organization, so I could call them and see when they're starting their drives 
for these things. So let me let me get this straight. Did you you heard from them, or you just remember from the past? No, I remember from the past. You know, the past, every, you want to know how to get in touch with them. A year, they send yeah. they send. It's not a brochure. It's just a little postcard. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested, you know, you you call and you make an appointment, and you sort out your object so that they don't have to go through that. Well, I think I. I think we can get that information for you. Oh, I would appreciate it so much. Mm-hmm. And um, if if I'm not if I'm not around all day today, if you that's why I asked if you could keep your pen and paper so that you sure. could just mm-hmm. jot it down for me. Well, I could run down and put it in your mailbox. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have a mailbox. You do. Okay. Uh, no, I have a mailbox. Yeah, I know. Yep. Oh, okay. I assume so, yes. All right. Well, whatever, but yeah, I, I no, really No, we'll, we'll find out. I will write it down. I promise, promise, okay, promise. thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, and thank you anybody that uh, mm-hmm. has the information. We'll get that for you. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Hello, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. I know what she's talking about. It's called Heart Springs Foundation because I got a card, too. Well, she's talking about Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Well, this one is exactly what she's talking about, though, because it says, items we accept. Cloth, clothing, drapes, curtains, well, that's another, tools, but Susan, everything household, that's another, clothing. That's another charitable organization. Well, that's the one that she could use. Yeah, she could use it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know them. I never heard of them. If they're out of West Springfield, Mass, your donation provides... Okay, I was reading the back side of the card. It says, your donation provides funding for Big Brother, Big Sister. So it is the same one. Okay, well, they're in Massachusetts. I don't think they're going to come by well, your house. Well, I've got one. Next available pickup. This is an old one. I just saved the card. Mm-hmm. This is an old card. They were going to pick up last year, June 24th, or maybe this year. I don't know. Um... But, yeah, the only thing is you have to have a computer because it's, you know, www. Well, the three W's, heartsprings.org. I would, uh, I would want to know more about them personally. Well, well, me too. That's why I'm like, well, it sounds good. Yeah, everything sounds good. Right. That is the one. Okay. And, um, yeah. No, I know you got something else cooking, so what else you got? Well, or if that's it. ignoring all whatever went on last night, because I have been listening to how everybody has done fact-checking on everything he said, and everyone was checked off as a lie. And when you heard the... Well, um, I don't know. I've been hearing on, snippets of it. And not Sarah everything, Sanders not everything was a lie. There's some things were a stretch. You know how politicians are. Well, I have all kinds of things that I know he's like, he'll say one thing, but really, you have to believe the opposite is going on. Like, for instance, okay, we're supposed to be so against big oil drilling. Well, you know, a couple days ago in USA Today in the 50 states, in Montana, the Calumet Mentana Oil Refinery has completed a multi-million dollar expansion project. It began a year ago, and it is now poised to become the largest producer of sustainable aviation fuel in the nation. Oh, well, they're they're getting to do what they want. 
you know. And then the thing about, oh, you're going to have low costs on prescription drugs. What a bunch of hooey. Remember I told you he was going to drop the COVID um, <clears throat> thingy on May 11th, right? And, yeah, big changes ahead as emergency is ending. And you know what? What? Um, the COVID-19 tests will no longer be free, only for Medicaid people, okay? Mm-hmm. No longer e- Medicare. No longer will receive at home tests for free and private insurances. Well, it's up to them, COVID-19 vaccines. Medicaid, free vaccines, no end date determined. Medicare, undetermined. Private insurers, well, guess what? Um, if you have to pay out of pocket and you want a COVID-19 vaccine, considering hikes, this is Pfizer, between 110 to $130. Well, the, usually your insurance would cover that. Well, that's, it's going to be up to insurance. Yeah, Medicaid, oh, if you're on Medicaid, you get everything. Don't worry about that. Hospital funding, when the emergency declaration ends, it means hospitals won't get extra funding, and they're worried about that because they think it's going to mean hospital closures in rural areas. Well, don't worry about it now. That's uh, We're talking about May, and we'll see what happens. i got to run. Thanks, uh, Sue. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. How are you doing? All right, sir. Thank you. All right, you want my list of grievances? If you have a list, you're welcome to share them. Yeah, all right, we'll see what happens. We'll run him up the flagpole. <laughs> well, the, the governor announced that he's going to give us a tax break. Yes. That's a wonderful thing. 100000 or less. We've been overtaxed for the last couple of years. We have more money in the rainy day fund than most states do. Well, if he's going to give it, picture, right? take it. You know, at least he's going to do that, right? Well, how much more can he put in that rainy day fund? I mean, he's, he's got to give some back now. That's where they had the Boston Tea Party, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, number two grievances. Well, that's not really a grievance. I mean, he's, let's face it, he's doing something about it. He could have done it a year ago. I know, but, you know, he's doing it anyway. So yes, let's... he's doing it. Well, actually, the legislators are, but mm-hmm. he's, he's suggested it, and they're going to run with the ball and get a Democratic uh, data boy. Okay. But anyways, number two is, uh, I think that the president last night did a great job, and people say, what are you think talking about and I'm saying, I think he could have, last night he could have sold ice cubes to an Eskimo. Not yeah, in that respect, with Eskimos. he was very fluid, and he didn't seem to, you know, be having any trouble. He has a little trouble walking, but as far as his articulation, it was pretty good. Pretty so good. would you say he was well medicated? I have no idea. <laughs> All right, here comes the big one. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready for the big one. All right. Could someone please tell me in the city of Norwich on Route 82 what's going on? There are three different car washes, one for sale, one being built, and one coming soon. Is that our answer to the roundabout? Well, I'd rather be dealing with that than the roundabout. I think there's something funny going on that everybody wants to build a car wash in the most busiest crash alley in Norwich. Well, some people will say, well, that's why they want a roundabout. Yeah. Well, maybe we could put them in the middle of the roundabout, and you could get sprayed as you go by. Yeah, maybe the cleanest cars going around. And you know, I said th- three car washes. 
I got to apologize. The mobile has one across the street from the firehouse. No Gosh, kidding. God, there's another one. Ooh, they're hot car washes. My goodness. I'm not going to get into the business. If I put the hose out in front of the house and uh, free car wash, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, Sue, right. you have a good one. Thanks, you too. Thanks for the hey, call. Do you have a list or are you listless? I wonder if anybody drove through a car wash who forgot to put the top down on their convertible. What a surprise that would be. I remember one time I did leave the windows a little open driving through the car wash, and I didn't have to take a shower that night. Hi, welcome to the program. Oh, yes? Yes, Helen, there you are. Today is my son's birthday. All right. Yes, he's, uh, he was born one month and ten days early. Same thing for my daughter. I, I used to work... And running home fast, and they, they used to tell me, you're going to your baby in the street. <laughs> so how old is Michael today? He's uh, 55. 55, he's just a kid. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's my baby, he almost died many times, dear. He's a wonderful, wonderful son that you have. I had the pleasure of talking with him. Yes. You know, he almost died four times. Excuse me? He almost died. When he was 18 days old, his stomach, his stomach was closed. The food could not, you know. And my doctor, Dr. Frey, uh, he died now. And uh, they rushed him in the hospital. Oh, God. What, did he swallow something bad? Is that No, he was, he was 18 days old. Mm-hmm. 18 days. And uh, so he was up on his stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or we lose my baby. Well, thank God it worked out. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, so it's it. Uh, do we go to the sun? <laughs> do the sun come in back? Is the sun coming? Let me check my Stu Doppler window. Oh, God, I like the sun. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, yeah, it, the forecast says it's going to be sun, so it must be true. <laughs> yes. Uh, tomorrow it's going to rain, eh? Tomorrow will just be a, a little cooler than today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Enjoy today. Yes, I have to enjoy today. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. so today I want you to know I'm going to have my portion in uni and uh, March. And uh, the doctor said, I cannot let you, I, I will not be up for and you if uh, you by yourself and your home. You fall down, I mm-hmm. have to cut your leg. No, you, you're going to have to have somebody with you. Yes, you know, with somebody. You're going to have to have Monique with you. <laughs> I'm going to say something at home. I don't want to do that. You know, I feel bad, you know. Well, you just to heal, you got to have some supervision. So she said, she didn't want to clean. And the doctor like her, my surgeon doctor. Mm-hmm. And he liked Michael, too. Oh, sure. Yeah. Two yeah. very nice and people. Anyway, so, so I'm just think of here for five days. think of the possibilities after it heals and you have people that are with you, and then all of a sudden you're back in action, Helen. I know. I, I need to walk. I, you know, I used to be a runner. I told you, five thirty in the morning. That's it. Running the park and with city. I love that. You have to be Regular patient. People, mm-hmm. animal. Everybody was sleeping. Me, I was running. <laughs> well, you'll be walking. Um, knock on wood. You can just uh, think and, uh, about that. And after we go to do the other one, but I won't wait until I'm very fine with this one. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Oh, I don't want you to cut my leg. No. no. God, no. 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 Okay, I'm going to let you go. All right, honey, thanks. And uh, wish your son a happy birthday because he's a terrific guy. I know. Thank you. You're Bye welcome. Now. Hi, good morning to you. You're on the air. Yeah, good morning, Stu. Uh, Hi. Dave by the fireplace. Dave by the fireplace. Uh, I don't know if you're going to need it today, Dave, but okay, right now you could, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it hasn't need. We haven't needed here a large fire uh, this winter for uh, heat, which is wonderful. And uh, I'm just wondering now, all of the money that's been allocated for plowing, mm-hmm. um, for the extra contractors, uh, for the uh, salt, the calcium chlorides, um, all that money that has not been utilized. <clears throat> Uh, what is what is going to become of uh, those large amounts that have not been used by the towns in the state? I wonder if um, you can comment on that. And uh, where, where, where will the money go? Is there a, uh, will it go into other projects or uh, whatever? Well, they could just so, put it uh, in reserves for when uh, they're going to need it. You never know. It, it could be, uh, I hope not, but it could be a... A rough end of February and March, so um, yeah, put it in reserves. True, but what, what if it isn't? Let's say, for instance, there's millions of dollars left over mm-hmm. um, in uh, in uh, uh, labor and, and chemicals. Where will that money go? Well, they won't have to put it into next year, and so they'll keep it. Uh, hopefully, they'll keep it in reserve. Uh huh. Okay. Okay, well, I just wanted uh, your, your comments and uh, perhaps it's, it's any an interesting point. comments from uh, listeners sure. that may be uh, uh, allocating those amounts. Um, so, uh, okay, enjoying your program. And, and Susie's always very interesting. I like her her um, yeah, explanation Sue? of things. And um, Susie's got a lot of material, uh, yeah. Uh, she is. She's got a. Uh, I like her personality. I think she really mm-hmm. adds to the program, and just as well as yourself. Well, thank Thanks you. I'm sure she appreciates that. Great work, now. All right, yeah. Dave. Take care of yeah. yourself. I like it. Dave at the fireplace. As far as the weather, it should be a, a warmer day for this time of year. Of course, if this was July, we'd go. Oh, it's so cold, but it's not bad. We'll get into the 50s today, and. Hopefully, sunshine. Fox News commentary. BLM's disgraced founder is calling out Joe Biden and pals for not defunding the police enough. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. Democrats just want to win the next election, and they're trying to do it with ceaseless money printing. They do not care if the value of your retirement is sacrificed. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon. It is critical to protect your retirement right now with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word SHELTER to 989898. There's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. Text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. Colors remember her, the disgraced co-founder of BLM with an affinity for mansions. Well, she's slamming President Joe and Pete Buttigieg for refusing to defund police. She calls it a failure of leadership and deep cowardice for Joe and pals to allow any money to go to law enforcement. She also said by funding law enforcement, they've chosen to side with violent police forces. Uh, if you want to talk about violence and failed leadership, let's talk about BLM Inc. itself. Thanks to BLM, our nation suffered billions in property damage in the summer riot season of 2020, not to mention a renewed and dangerous war on cops. And I'm not 
one to defend Joe or Pete, but this just goes to show no matter how radical Democrats become, they will never be radical enough to appease the woke arm of their party. However, I do want to hear Joe and Pete tell us if they're still cheerleaders for the sham money-making scheme that is BLM Inc. Can't play both sides, fellas. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show Tommy Lahren is Fearless at Outkick.com. You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. For over 50 years, Ron's Guns at 194 Boston Post Road in East Line has been your local firearms dealer with on-target advice and competitive pricing. You see, some folks look at guns as a Second Amendment right, a vital part of their personal security. Others see them as a fun way to plank at a soda can on a fence post. How you feel about guns is totally up to you. Providing an excellent selection and equally excellent customer service is up to Ron's. Ron's Guns at 194 Boston Post Road in East Lyme. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline is March 15th. Go to ctba.org. Well, this Sunday is a Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> They'll be very quiet. There'll be a lot of women shopping without their husbands. It's really a, quite a day. They really built it up to be something pretty magical. A lot of people will be staying home. Many people just like to watch halftime entertainment. Hmm? Others, believe it or not, just like to watch the commercials, which are very interesting. I, I find them interesting. But for the most part, they'll uh, be wagering. And lots and lots of money is wagered on the Super Bowl. You buy one of those squares? <laughs> I could never figure out those squares, actually. 50.4 million Americans will wager $16 billion on the Super Bowl. That equates to 20% of the U.S. population making a bet on the big game. Did you ever bet on a square? <laughs> I have, but I, you know, I trust the people that, to tell me if I won or not. <laughs> LeBron James is now NBA's new career scoring leader last night. He hit a jump shot. Ten seconds left in the third quarter to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. The jump shot gave James 38,388 points. Kareem was at the game, clapped for LeBron before handing him the game ball. I'm not a fan of LeBron James. I think he's a marvelous athlete. A marvelous athlete. One of the best basketball players that ever lived. But as a person, he's uh, too much linked with China. He complains a lot about things in this country, but then he does dealing with China, who does some very nasty things to a lot of people in China. So, you know, I can't jump up and down for him, but he is a great athlete. We have one open line, 889-5252 is the number. I have a guest at 105 today. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. 
your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. Moments like hearing my cat purr good morning mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Pelbocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for postmenopausal women or for men with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before Taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. So, you know, we hear the word producer, but do we really know what a producer does or director? Hmm? Well, I have a producer who worked with the biggest stars ever. It's going to be our show tomorrow morning at 11. He's got a book called Try Not to Hold It Against Me. Julian Schlossberg has met everybody and worked with, not everybody, but Barbara Streisand, Liza Minnelli, Woody Allen, Bruce Springsteen, Al Pacino, Bob Hope, George Burns. As a producer, he'll tell you what the inside information about producing is. And he's been doing it since he was a very young man. That'll be tomorrow at 11. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, good morning. Hello. Yes, hello. I'm here. Hello. I'm here. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, an interesting fact about LeBron James. Yes, sir. Uh, way back when... Before he got to the NBA, he graduated high school. I remember hearing this on the radio in Cleveland. And his mother, who was unemployed at the time, according to the report, gifted him with a brand new Hummer. Mm, nice. Okay, now, back then they were fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 machines. Nice gift. And, you know, the report didn't quite get into any of the details of how this unemployed lady was able to give her son this gigantic gift. Mm -hmm. But if you read between the lines, uh, you know where it came from. Okay. I don't know where it came uh, from. He was a fantastic basketball player in high school, mm -hmm. and he went to the NBA. But you, you know where you, you know where the money came from to buy this car? To buy a car that expensive? No, I don't know where. Well, of course, it came from the NBA, not directly. Oh, they were grooming. <laughs> oh, they were grooming him, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, he was that the good NBA. then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and. You know, all, I don't watch NFL or NBA because, I, I don't know. I, the NFL, I call it the National Felon League. Because these guys are always in the news for, uh, you know, all kinds of nasty Yeah, stuff. when you talk about that many people, there's always going to be a percentage that are not going to be good people and uh, get involved yeah. in the wrong things. You know that. 
but it's like that's the only game in the U.S. It's NFL. And I know some people that if you don't watch the NFL games, that you're you're some kind of a weakling. <laughs> well, that's foolish, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how stupid is that? Well, most people are into it, so it seems a little unusual when somebody isn't. But when you think about it, um, not everybody loves football. Well, it's big money, that's for sure. And down here, you and I and the majority of the people, we get not. You know, this this guy a couple of weeks ago that had a that had a problem on the field and they had to give him CPR, mm-hmm. they made it look like he was some kind of a hero and did some fantastic feat. Well, the people but that saved his lives were he heroes. Had a medical problem. And yeah. millions of people across this country have medical problems. And some are saved and some aren't. And nobody gets the notoriety that he got. Well, so. it was a game watched by thousands of people, and uh, it was, uh, you know, it was showed that people could get together, both sides, and the people that saved his life. It was an extraordinary s- story because everybody watched it. But there was a lot of them. I agree with you. There's a lot of extraordinary stories. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I mean, you know, it's even got. You know the the multi million dollar contracts have invaded have invaded like baseball. My wife's cousin played for the Yankees organization, mm-hmm. and he played for the Yankees team in '84 and '85. He came from down the deep river, and they traded him to the Cubs. And uh, yeah, he eventually went to Japan. For four years, a million dollars a year. Oh yeah, they pay good in Japan. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and and that's a laugh because the minimum now for a guy that comes up from the minor leagues is like seven hundred and fifty thousand. Hey, nice work if you can get it. Yeah, well, the poor guy is is like 62, 63, and he's got Parkinson's disease. Oh, dear. That's too bad. Yeah. You know, I kind of like to remember him when he was a a fantastic outfielder. Would would any of us know his name, or he didn't play that long that we would know him? His his name was Brian Dayette. No, I don't know it. And he was one of the first players from the shoreline. He can't be, he lived in Deep River. He grew up in Deep River. Mm-hmm. And uh, there hadn't been any pros. Of course, now you've got you've got more guys. you got the fellow from Mystic and, and several players from Connecticut. Well, you got more uh, possibilities. There's more teams. Them, so. Sure. i got to run, sir, but thanks for the call. Okay, thank you. See you later. WYCH, good morning to you. Yes, sir. I'm looking at Laptop from Hell. Laptop from Hell, that's a book. Do you have the book? Oh. Oh, okay. Um, it's the name of a book. Oh, I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. And it's about Hunter Biden. It's Yeah, it's called The Laptop from Hell. It's uh, written by a New York Post uh, writer. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it, it 
it begins with, uh, so have you heard the one about the Jew who refused article? That's how it starts? Yeah. That's weird. The shoe store owner says, was they wingtips? Yes. They were wingtips. Were they black with the brown trim? Yeah. You have them? Father has said, exaggerating the cop loose accent. They'll be ready Tuesday. So, the conclusion is, clearly the original owner loses his claim somewhat in those decades to the cobbler. They're his shoes after a while. So this, this is the contention with the uh, laptop. The longer um, uh, mm-hmm. authorities have it, the more the authorities own it, and it becomes disconnected from uh, uh, Biden. Now, in the world of tanks being given to the Ukraine, since President Biden is so uh, extremely pro-Ukrainian, what better soldier could you have than to have Hunter Biden be sent as a soldier to the Ukraine, just as uh, the Russians are doing with uh, some of their poor uh, people, and I believe it's the Wagner Group. Well, so far the um, American soldiers are not physically getting involved in the Ukraine war, and um, I, I don't think want, that's going to happen. I, I never want a U.S. soldier on Ukrainian so, mm-hmm. uh, soil. Never. Yeah, I mean, it's but, but tense enough as it is. is the uh, Hunter Biden tale is about how he's uh, connected to the Ukraine in the first place. So he's not really truly a U.S. citizen in this situation. He's getting involved to be Chinese and Ukrainian in his dealings. Well, just because he got a lot of dough from the Ukraine doesn't mean he's not a citizen. Well, clearly the original owner loses his claim. And uh, he's beginning to lose his claim on uh, being exempt from uh, being sent to the Ukraine Mm -hmm. to actually... Do combat. All right, thanks for the call. i got to get close to uh, the hour. Hi, welcome to the program. Good morning, Joe. Morning. Hey, uh, this is a rebuttal to that gentleman that calls in about the uh, Buffalo Bills player. Uh, What we saw on TV that night was a medical miracle. Um, Congrats to all the people involved in it. Um, The gentleman was... He was deceased, and they brought him back to life. Uh, take it from a person who's done CPR on people. Mm-hmm. It is not always effective, and it doesn't work all the time. Everybody did the right thing at the right time. It was amazing. And when you should uh, you should celebrate something like that, mm-hmm. they're calling in and saying, uh, he's called in before saying he's tired of seeing it um, uh, on TV. They're making him out to be a hero and stuff like that. Well, I make him out to be a hero, too. His life should be celebrated. I, um, I think every life is important, and certainly the people that saved his life, they're the, they're the heroes, in my opinion. It, it Just a, a success story all around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Stu. All right, thank you, sir. Yeah. Well, I got some calls coming in, but I don't want to cut anybody short, so we'll, we'll put you on hold, if you like. Give me a chance to get to the news. Coming up a little later today, we have a 
an interesting, controversial doctor. Talking about, speaking of the subject we were just talking about, why are so many young athletes and young people getting heart problems? Well, he's a and a lot of controversy with the COVID drugs and COVID in general. He has a medicine that he feels works better. And, um, well, we'll see. You can, make, uh, you can make the call when you listen to what he has to say. But in the meantime, 44 degrees. Temperatures will get into the 50s today. We're going to break for the news at 11 o'clock on Personality Radio, WICH AM 1310 in Norwich, your number one Local connection. Thank you for that. And yes, we're on FM2, 94.5 W23 in Norwich. Coming up to the 11 o'clock hour, let's check in with the updated news. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. House Republicans zeroing in on social media censorship, specifically Twitter's burying of the Hunter Biden laptop story just weeks before the last presidential election. Republican Congressman James Comer chairs the House Oversight Committee, says it's a big deal, pointing to collusion between the FBI and Twitter to suppress the story, which appeared first in the New York Post. One survey found that 70% of Biden voters would not have voted for the Biden-Harris ticket if they'd known about the Biden laptop. But many Americans did not know about it because of a coordinated cover-up by big tech, the swamp, and mainstream news. Comer's committee holding a hearing today, taking testimony from several former high-ranking Twitter employees. Republicans outraged by President Biden's claim made in last night's State of the Union speech that the GOP wants to cut Medicare and Social Security. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. That brought cries of liar, most notably from GOP firebrand Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Republicans also take issue with the president's claim that he is strong on defense. The president says he sent a message by shooting down that Chinese spy balloon last week. China threatens our sovereignty. We will act to protect our country, and we did. But in the GOP response, it was Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. President Biden's weakness puts our nation and the world at risk. And she insists whether the threat comes from near or far away. President Biden is unwilling to defend our border, defend our skies, and defend our people. The situation Sanders described as dangerous and unacceptable. Bob Agner reporting. Town Hall News joining forces with international nonprofit relief agency Food for the Poor to rush emergency relief, food and water to victims of the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. More information available on the website, srnnews.com. More on these stories at townhall.com. Losing your family's home movies and photos would be devastating. That's why Legacy Box exists to preserve your family's recorded moments digitally, ensuring they're safe forever. Think of the time and money your family invested to capture family vacations, birthdays, even your wedding. Recording a lifetime of memories was a commitment. Camcorders cost thousands and cameras required film and development. Legacy Box is the final step to preserve your family's past. Thankfully, it doesn't require another big investment. Legacy Box is safe, simple, and affordable. Over one million families have trusted Legacy Box to convert their analog media to digital. You owe it to your family to safeguard your memories. Become your family's hero and save them before it's too late. For a limited time, Legacy Box is offering an exclusive discount when you go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. 
The U.N. says three protesters have died in an attack on a U.N. convoy in Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo. First, the road was blocked with rocks, and then protesters attacked the U.N. peacekeeping convoy as it was returning to the city of Goma in eastern Congo. Videos show several trucks on fire. The U.N. mission, called Monusco, said three demonstrators died as the peacekeepers, accompanied by Congolese soldiers, tried to protect the convoy. Several vehicles were looted. There is a lot of anger as Rwandan-backed rebels have been advancing towards Goma. People in eastern Congo have long questioned why 18,000 UN peacekeepers cannot do more to stop the violence. The BBC's Will Ross. Ukrainian President Zelensky making a rare trip outside of his country, daring to visit Britain in a bid for more advanced weapons as Kiev braces for an expected Russian offensive and hatches its own plans to retake land held by the Russians. News and analysis, townhall.com. More disturbing revelations in the brutal beating death of Tyree Nichols. Documents say one Memphis police officer accused of beating the 29-year-old man took photos and sent them to other officers and a female acquaintance. The documents released by the Tennessee Peace Officers Standards and Training Commission say Demetrius Haley stood over Nichols as he lay bloodied and propped up against a police car and took the photos. In a request that Haley and four other officers charged with second-degree murder be decertified, the Memphis Police Department wrote, your on-duty conduct was unjustly, blatantly unprofessional and unbecoming for a sworn public servant. I'm Donna Water. LeBron James, the NBA's new career scoring leader, pushing his career total to 38,388 points, breaking the record that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar held for almost four decades. More on these stories at townhall.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Boy, those policemen who uh, beat Mr. Nichols, uh, they should get a very, very, very long sentence. Did you hear that story about sending pictures? Amazing, huh? You know what I would have liked to have seen at the uh, the big talk last night with uh, President Biden? I would like to see some of the widows of policemen that have been killed in the last couple of weeks. I'd like to see that. I don't see too much on that side. You're on the air. Welcome. All righty. Very good. I, I want to give uh, my thanks to... Uh, Norwich Housing, because I got flooded out, and they're, they're over there as we speak. They're, they're working on my spot, and they're working on the spot next door to me, and they're they're really they're really doing a good job. Oh, that's uh, good. I, I I live over there at the Schwartz Beach Club because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of sand. But you know what? Um, when that water was coming down, I opened up all my doors and let this water run out. And Laura Hill Fire Department was shutting my doors. And I told them, you shut my doors one more time, I'm going to kick the doors off the wall. <laughs> and they were going to have me arrested <laughs> and removed out of my apartment. They don't realize I have extensive record collection. I have extensive stereo Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a 1941 Zenith radio that's fully restored. It's showroom condition. 
and I did not want this stuff damaged, but they kept shutting my doors. What was their, uh, what was their explanation why they wanted your door shut when the water was rolling out? The water was rolling out of it. It was going into the sewers. I don't know what the explanation was for that. I don't know. Oh. The only thing Laura Hill Fire Department is good for is rolling up hoses from all the other fire departments. That's all they're qualified to do. Well, you know, firemen... Uh, housing has really stepped up. They're, they're, they're getting my spot fixed. Oh, boy, because, yeah, I had a pipe break, and it, it was raining out of the soffits and everything. Oh, so the pipe broke with the, the cold weather? Or is that yeah, how? when it was uh, Freezing. 20 below yeah, zero, right, that yeah. wind chill. <laughs> so where did most of the water go, in your basement? or? No, I, I live on a um, flat... Uh, what do they call it? Um, concrete slab. Mm-hmm. And, and the, I had both doors open. The back door was going into the uh, sewer in the backyard, and the right. water coming out. The front door was going into the sewer in the front. <clears throat> well, I'm glad so, they're doing the right thing for you, and, um, yeah, and your records are okay. Hmm? And I told them, you shut my doors one more time, I'm going to kick All it right, right off my wall. I'm glad we didn't get into that confrontation. Everybody was a little tense. All right. Yeah, uh, well, I'm glad you gave those other folks credit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're doing a good job. And uh, I, I got to thank uh, HEPA mm-hmm. for uh, letting me, because uh, I'm, yeah, they're, they're fixing my house as I speak. Wow. Well, my, my little apartment. <laughs> All right. Sorry you had to go through that, sir, but thanks for checking in. All righty. See you later. <laughs> Stu Breyer with you, WICHAM and FM. You're on the air. Welcome. Good morning, Mr. Stu. Hi, Lair. Well, last night, just like I told you, it was going to be uh, a circus, I guess is a good word well, for it. There's no surprises on those things. You know that. It's usual no. stuff. I watched it, and uh, it, it was a disgrace. And shame on the Republicans uh, uh, for putting on a show like that and interrupting the uh, President of the United States when he was trying to give the uh, address to the nation. She, he wasn't addressing the Democrats and the Republicans last night. He was addressing the nation. And for them to interrupt them and make noise the way they did was a total disgrace that they ought to be ashamed of themselves, every single one of them. All right, let's let's look at uh, the other side of the coin. And they, they are so si- uh, tired of being accused of wanting to take away Social Security so what do you do? You, you, and you Medicare. Don't do, you don't do it last night, Stu. Mm-hmm. You don't call him a liar last night. On TV? No, I wouldn't have you called them a liar. Time to have the, how much time do they have on TV to have the platform? They can. They go on Fox News. They go on News Nation. They're on Newsmax. They got yeah, but five, they're not six a, TV stations, not not counting the radio stations mm-hmm. that can they can go on and call the president a liar and debunk everything that he said last night on, on TV. Well, I don't see them on the major networks because they don't have them on. But listen, I I, I didn't on, like it. They're but, on. They're on Newsmax. They're on News Nation. You got to get off with Fox News, my friend. Yeah, but they're conservative. I, I don't see them on the other networks, is what I'm saying. I don't care if they don't go on CNN because those people are never going to change their minds, no matter what Biden says and how much he lies. You got 45 percent that can let Biden can do anything he wants and get away with it. You got the other 45 percent that love the Republicans. Then you got the other five or ten percent that are in the middle, and they make up their mind at the election time. Well, I, I was but not you, happy with him calling him a liar there like that. There's, I, there's I no need to do this stuff. You, you do, 
you you show your shame the same way the Democrats show their shame when they do stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. So they could have been the better of the two last night and just kept their mouth shut and then go on TV today on the TV stations. And what's her name there? Uh, the governor uh, had a hell of a speech afterwards. Yeah. If anybody watched it, I guess a lot of people did, but not to the yeah. degree of the whole uh, other things. So. Yeah. So... Uh, one other thing, I'll let you go. The, uh, uh, the, the I'm sick of hearing about this training, 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 is that is what needed for the police officers. These officers didn't need any more training. They had listen. When we go to school for something like me, I went to the police academy. Would you agree with me that every other police officer that was in that police academy with me for four for six weeks got the? Oh, by the way, it's 27 weeks today. I went for six weeks back in the 1970s. Mm -hmm. Would you say that every police officer that went to that police academy um, got the exact same training as, as, as Larry Rice did? Can you tell me that? Listen, let's face it. Huh? They were bad cops. They should be punished. Right. Well, and let's they get were to the evil. point of training. That's, that's my point, training. Mm -hmm. These people keep saying that cops got to be trained better. No, 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 no. Cops are trained perfectly to do the job that they're supposed to do, okay? So me, with 30 other police officers that got trained to do this job on the street and how to deal with the public, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to have 27 of them out of the 30 that are going to become good cops and do the right thing, and the other three, four, or five are going to come out, and when they put the badge on, they're going to say, screw this training, I'm going to do what I want. I run the show now. I got a uniform and a badge. Well, you know what bothered me, Larry, is, uh, and I don't, you know, my heart goes out to the, the parents of uh, the Marks fella, the uh, Nichols fella, excuse me, that was beat to death by the policeman, but sometime I'd like to see the widows of some of the policemen that were shot in the past couple of weeks in that audience as well. Well, you've got to have Biden or the president invite those people into the, uh, into the uh, uh, speech also. Mm-hmm. You're going to be invited, yeah. So he invited these people to go to that. You can't just walk in and no, I understand. the president's going to acknowledge you. Well, that's what I'm talking. I'd like to see them, and obviously they have to be invited, of course. Yeah. But there's but, um, you know, one... This training stuff drives me nuts. Uh, we all get trained. It's the same thing when you get trained for your radio station. You go to radio school, and all the other people that go to radio school, they get the same amount of training as Stu Breyer does. So you got the rest of them all come out, and then you got a few people that act like jerks. And and Stu Breyer is is, is the top notch radio uh, uh, producer because he got trained Listen, and he bad knows seeds. what to do and how we to know, do it. We find there's bad seeds in everything: teachers, priests, whatever. And right. uh, these bad seeds should be punished severely. That's all. So all right, buddy. Okay, thanks for listening. Thank you. To me, Stu. I'll sure. talk to you later. Talk to you later. Let's take this call before the break. Welcome to the program. Hi. Are you there? Hello. I'd like to speak with you if you'd like to speak with me. You've reached Liverpool. All right. Uh, let me take a break and we'll return to the uh, 
program and another call. It's February, but at Falvey's Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, it's better known as Falvey as we celebrate all month long with the President's Day sales event. Are you looking for a reliable vehicle to handle New England's unpredictable winter weather? A vehicle you can drive with confidence. Falvey's has a great selection of new and certified pre-owned 4x4 vehicles with more arriving daily. These vehicles are moving quickly, so come on down to Falvey's Motors located at 395 West Thames Street, Norwich, right down the road from Mohegan Sun. Or visit us online 24-7 at falvies.com. We provide the best possible deal in a stress-free car buying atmosphere. Not seeing what you're looking for? Unhappy with new car prices? With Falvey's, you can place a custom order to meet your needs at factory invoice prices for the entire month of February, and you'll also get applicable rebates. Hi, I'm TJ Falvey. Just a suggestion before you buy, check with us. I'm sure we can save you money. The Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series is underway at The Guard in New London. Their state-of-the-art digital projection system creates the best movie viewing in the region. Triangle of Sadness, Till, Empire of Light, and more critically acclaimed, Oscar-nominated, and Golden Globe-winning movies. A limited number of season passes are available for only $65. Go to guardarts.org for more information and the movie lineup. Sponsored in part by the C-Core Auto Group, Hall Communications, and Blueprints Unlimited. The Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series going on now at The Guard in New London. Strubri with you. I used to listen to him when I was a kid. Let's take this call. You're on the air. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Um, mine has nothing to do with politics or anything. It's a lighthearted um, question. Anybody live by any farms? I know, I think Sue lives in Preston, and I mm-hmm. don't live far from there. I'm in North Stonington, um, just a little ways down from uh, Bon Appetito and uh, the Jonathan Edwards Winery. Oh, yes. And and my goodness, um, I... <laughs> Yesterday, today, all last week, when <clears throat> it was kind of warm, it's kind of cold, the sun's out, but it's, it doesn't feel like it says it is, it's very blustery, and um, I unrolled my window in a couple of spots, and let me tell you, it's ripe out there. <laughs> yeah. The people that have the farms are already starting to do a little tilling um, and put their manure out. Oh, and, yes. Um, I know what you mean when you say ripe. Yes, I used to live yeah, near right, farms. That's yeah, that's what I figured. But, boy, I, I had to roll my window back up because it was, mm-hmm. it was whew, but, you know, that's spring. That's what it smells like in the spring around here because there's lots of farms and... Um, I wonder if anybody else is experiencing this along their travels. Seems a little early to have that uh, aroma. Hmm? I thought so, too, but um, there's two horse farms next to me. Um, I don't know if you know my area at all. I live off of Route 2, and then there's a big hill Mm -hmm. called Casadic Hill. Um, But the other, I live on the other end of Northwest Corner Road, which comes out by Flemings in Preston. Yeah, well, uh, keep the windows closed for a little while. We, yeah, but it was so nice to have the heat on and the window open just now. I just went to the store and I thought, holy mo-. You could see the mud in the dirt, but I thought, yeah. hmm. So that's all I got. Did you, ever okay. get, did you ever get in back of one of those trucks that was loading that stuff and the wind is blowing yeah. it off into your car? Oh, yes, yes. Yes, oh, I have. Oh, lordy, um, lordy. Let's go to the car wash. <laughs> yeah, I, I... Oh, you're talking about car washes before. I, I had an old car... And it had a little tiny crack in the in the window in the way way back. I had a '69 um, mm-hmm. Plymouth Satellite, and when I'd go to the car wash, rapid car wash in New London, I'd have to go in the back seat and hold a rag to the window, or else the, the water would just come flooding in. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's not good. Once I left the window open, a crack, and I will never do that again. All right. That was my that was my thing though. When I got my license, my father said, "You can go to the get the car wash if you want to." I said, "Oh boy, that was like a big treat." So. Anyway. All right, put a clothespin on your nose. 
I, I will. I'll just keep my window closed, but let's see okay, if anybody buddy. else has experienced that. I'll talk to you later, Stu. Talk Bye. to you later. Hi, good morning to you. Oh, I heard what the lady said. Boy, I'd give anything to live by farms or on a farm Well, again. you're a farm girl. You're a farmer's that daughter. all natural fertilizer, not some mm-hmm. made-up chemical nasty, mm. which is destroying the top of our soil, meaning our soil isn't getting... the. In other words, everything I read and why you need to take vitamins and stuff is because the nutrients in our topsoil is depleted by these chemical fertilizers and our vegetables and everything being grown in them do not have the nutritional content that they had many years ago when all you did was put all natural from an animal on the land. So, but I'll tell you, I, I, if I had a million dollars, I would be living on a farm, and I would have animals and poultry and whatever, and I wish I did, because I wouldn't waste it on going on a trip or buying a diamond ring or something dumb like that. Well, some people love that. Well... We're all different, right? We're all different, but what does it get you? You gave somebody the money... But it doesn't benefit anyone else, at least if you have a farm. You know, there used to be bumper stickers. You know, farms feed families. Or, you know, no farm, no food. Of course, in Davos, that nitwit, whatever his name is, Schwab or Swab or whatever his name is, he wants us to eat bugs. Uh, no, he can eat bugs. Those people are nuts. Yeah, he can eat bugs, you know, that's, that's you know, his prerogative. Well, I wanted to tell you, mm-hmm. because this does follow Biden's address. He can say what he wanted. The Democrats can, can clap and, and believe everything that he said. But I got my Judicial Watch magazine yesterday, and all the people out there, like your name man up there, that believes this is a bunch of hokey stuff, anybody can follow Tom Fitton on Judicial Watch. You can get on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Rumble Parlor, um, Telegram, and True Social. Just tune into Judicial Watch, and you will see all these stories. This is the worst one. There's many in here. You know, we only about, got time um, for a quick watch. Get, They sue for information mm-hmm. from the U.S. government, and then they print it and tell you what we do not know. Guess what we did not know? Okay, give me one. I got to go. That there are many, many bio labs in Ukraine. Okay? Okay, I've heard that before. Defense mm-hmm. Department records reveal U.S. funding, U.S. funding of anthrax laboratory activities in the Ukraine. And it says, these new documents shed needed light on U.S. involvement in the management and handling of pathogens in Ukraine biolabs. They've got weirdo stuff. Laboratory of Anaerobic Infections. I think you made a point there, Susan. Next time, uh, if you have some good news, uh, let us know. I got to run. Hunter I- Biden, as recently, How did he get in this? As 
March 2022, New York Post reported Hunter Biden secured funds for U.S. biolab contractors in Ukraine. In March of 2020. It's too much for me to take. It's just, you know, we can only hear so much bad news at a time. But thanks, Sue. I'll talk to you later. Hi, welcome to the program. Oh, in the second hour, Stu. What's up? Hey, you know when uh, they have the manure on the fields? That I, I grew up around farms, and it makes my sinuses happy. Oh. I feel it behind my eyes and my sinuses uh, because uh, happy manure. it was a very pleasant smell, for me at least. Well, some people uh, equate that smell with spring and summertime, and uh, yeah. hey, if it's but good for your sinuses. Farm, not the same. Commoners, I like <laughs> the smell, but not a chicken farm. Not a chicken farm, um, but just commoners. That really stinks. Yeah. And I knew f- people that had, on Route 49 and right over the Stonington, North Stonington border, had a dairy farm. And they said that a lot of people will go in a housing development or build a house near a farm, and the farm was there first. So they should have knew better before they start complaining about the smell. Yeah, they should know better, yeah, because cows, um, you know, have a lot of roughage. Nowadays they have methane, I suppose, but Mm -hmm. anyway. All right, thank you. Good day. Good day. Good day. In case you just tuned in, we're dishing some manure here. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Thank you very much. Keep my ego in perspective. Here's the weather. Hi, everybody. Good morning. I see spots this morning, and particularly in northern Connecticut, so exercise caution on the roads. Today, mostly sunny, milder, highs 52 degrees along the shoreline, 49 degrees inland. Tonight, mostly clear, overnight low 29. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness with rain showers becoming likely during the afternoon, lasting through the evening hours, becoming breezy, highs in the mid to upper 40s tomorrow. Friday, a mixture of sun and clouds, breezy, record warmth likely, 56 inland, 55 at the shore. Saturday morning, cloudiness gives way to sun. Sunshine, highs in the low to mid-40s. Sunday, dim, filtered sunshine, breezy, highs in the mid-40s. In the Early Warning Forecast Center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney, wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Wednesday. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Does it concern you when you notice that the color or shape of your prescription medicine has changed? I'll be right back with some guidelines. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Consider the following scenario. Your cholesterol medication has always been yellow and oblong, but when you recently filled your prescription, the tablet you were dispensed are blue and round. Why is that? 99.9% of the time, it's because the pharmacy now has in stock a supply of the drug you take that was purchased from a different manufacturer that makes their tablets with the same active ingredients, but in different colors and shapes. Don't get worried, but always call your pharmacy to make sure you got the right medication. Medication Awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a health mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. Oh, well, you're going to keep them down on the farm. All right, let's get back to our lines. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hi there, Miss M. How are you? How's everybody in, in Connecticut? Pretty good. How's everything in Massachusetts? Pretty good. I got plenty to say in entertainment today. You're going to entertain us? Go right ahead. Yes. 
I think I predict the the biggest hit in movies is going to be 80 for Brady. Well, it's out now, and it's uh, got pretty good reviews. 80 for Brady is about um, three folks in their 80s or who got tickets to the Super Bowl. Yeah, four ladies. Four ladies, and they get to meet Tom Brady. Yes, I think it's going to be a good movie. I've seen the preview of it. Well, I hope you get to see it. I hope so, too. And uh, I, I'm, I saw some good shows lately. Tuesday night, Night Court. NBC. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday, uh, Friday night, Lopez uh, versus Lopez. Ver- very, good, very good show. Is that a comedy? Yes, it's a comedy. Right. It's starring George Lopez and his daughter. Oh, sh- his daughter is beautiful. She looks exactly like him. Exactly. Okay. Yes, she, mm-hmm. she looks just like her father. Very pretty. Mm-hmm. And. Um, also, I got an update on the Joker show. Miss M's picks of the week. Okay, now um, they're going on. Tour, they're going on tour. The three impractical Jokers: uh, Sal Volcano, uh, Brian Quinn, and James Murray. They were going to be at the Boston uh, Wang Theater uh, this past Saturday. What happened was that uh, they had a broken pipe, and it flooded the theater. So uh, they called the comedians and told them not to perform. Unless they could swim. And the people got their money back, Mm -hmm. and James Murray came into the, uh, the front of the theater for an unexpected meet and greet, which was very nice of him. And also, they rescheduled the con- uh, well, the, the, the concert for April 29th. It's not really a concert, it's a comedy show. Comedy concert, sure. And uh, as far as, uh, from what I've seen on the previews, it's not going to be violent at the theater or anywhere they're touring. Good. That's good. We don't. Uh, we have enough the violence. The bad news is I saw the new episodes, which are coming out tomorrow, uh, February 9th. Mm-hmm. It's going to be played by um, uh, True TV and Turner Broadcasting. And for many of the new, the people who haven't seen the show at the, for the first time, there's going to be a little bit of violence. There's. Um, I've never heard of the show, Miss M. To be honest with it, you, it's called *Impractical Jokers*, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're starring the Tenderloins, who used to go to Foxwoods. The I Tenderloins guess they still go to Foxwoods. I haven't heard anything about if they do go there or, mm-hmm. or not anymore. And Tenderloins, but, if they're not funny, they have a lot at stake. <laughs> they they are very funny men. They are very mm-hmm. funny. I mean, I, I like. I, but uh, I like the shows better with Joe Gatto in them. Well, we and don't know him, but let me ask you how you are doing and uh, how are you getting along there? I'm getting along pretty good. Good. I'm getting along pretty good. And um, gonna... more on the show is that um, <clears throat> uh, I've seen a preview where Selva Cano, one of the, the jokers, he's always handsome, very husky-looking guy, rounded shoulders, good-looking. 
He was pouring beer over his mother's head, and he was saying, I'm sorry, I love you, which I thought was stupid. Yeah, that's a... Um, so I don't know how that equates to violence, love, you know, unless she loves beer. it's not going to be in mm-hmm. all the skits on the show. Listen, I, I'm going to have to still. run. Uh, why do I say run? I'm sitting. I'm going to have to sit. Um, but it's always nice hearing from you. Okay, say, uh, thank you. And I hope that people watch the show and mm-hmm. hope they write the Turner and hope they get Joe Gatto back in the group. And I hope you like get some. The four of them again. I hope you get some royalties for plugging them. That would be nice. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice too. I hope I get to be in their fan club. I'd love to uh, to hear from them. Okay, Miss M, take care of yourself. You're welcome, and and say hi to everybody. I to will. Me. Ms. M says hi. She um, formerly lived in Griswold for a number of years and listened to our program many years. You're on the air. Hi. Good morning, Stu. Morning, sir. Yes, um, I uh, don't listen to Laura Ingram that much, and I listened to her last night. Mm-hmm. And she went up one side of a Republican uh, committee member and down the other because she said it, and she said it right. Americans are sick and tired of having committees and oversight committees and nothing getting done to anybody and nobody's held responsible. And he just sat there and he took it. And uh, oh, I geez. think they're all playing a bunch of uh, payback now. That's what they're going to do. All I want is to put the 400 to $600 to $800 a month in my budget that was back when Donald Trump was president. That's all I want. So Laura had a, a guest, and she let him have it, and he didn't respond too much to it? He sat right there, and he took it. He, yeah. he was a Republican, too. And, um... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, good. She's bipartisan. She had to go, but she said her piece last night. And she's exactly right. You, we've got committees upon committees upon committees, and nobody does anything. Well, she's a tough cookie, and... Uh, if, you if you've never seen Laura Ingram, you're in for a treat if you check her out. Okay, so. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, sirree. It's 28 minutes till noon. Give us a call. You would be next. Always good to talk to you. This is a public notice from the Tasmanian Tree Devil. We are pleased and thankful for our continued growth due to customers who demand a real tree service company that continues to invest in state-of-the-art equipment, which includes our famous Nifty Lift with its lawn-friendly tires. Not only the Nifty Lift, but also our newest lift, the Dinosaur. Watch it soar up to 92 feet to handle hard-to-reach heights. Tasmanian Tree Devil will take away the question, are they insured? We will show proof of insurance while meeting with you. Why hire the Tasmanian Tree Devil? The owner, Edwin Adams, is a member of the Connecticut Tree Protective Association and is also an accredited Better Business Bureau member with an A-plus rating. Hire the company that takes care of both its employees and customers. Hire the Tasmanian Tree Devil. We show up when we say we will, and we do what we say we are going to do. What more can you ask for? Call 860-917-1953. Lots of musical fun on the weekend. Tell them, folks. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for personality radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. Thank you, Danny. Well, I've got 
I've got something that maybe can save some lives right now. And that's uh, from the Uncas Health District. So please hear me out on this one. A tobacco secession quit smoking program is being offered by the Uncas Health District to help adults quit the use of tobacco products. Now, the goal of the program is to remove common barriers people face by offering quick aids, coaching and social support at no cost. Programs are open to those who live or work in eastern Connecticut. Now, there's no cost for this. The program uses the American Lung Association's Freedom from Smoking curriculum to help participants quit tobacco in eight sessions over seven weeks. And you're worth it. Try to do it. Free nicotine replacement therapy, patches, gum, and lozenges will be offered to participants. Individual counseling is available by appointment if those interested can't attend the group program or would prefer one-on-one support. Now, this is free. Free, free, free. The class starts on Tuesday, March 14th at 6.30 p.m. or via Zoom. Quitting tobacco is a huge step towards improving your health and preventing disease. Ask any former tobacco user. It's the best decision they've ever made. Program facilitator Carolyn Wilson says sometimes it takes several attempts to be successful, but creating a plan, seeking support, and developing a set of strategies is the best course of action. It's important to never give up on the journey to becoming tobacco-free. Never give up. You're worth it to try to stop it be healthier. program is supported by the Health and Human Services Block Grant from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Remember, the tobacco secession program is free. There's no catch to it. A reliable Internet connection with access to the Zoom platform is needed. Participants will receive a free program workbook, free nicotine replacement therapy, and other helpful quit aids. To register for the program, contact Carolyn Wilson. Do you have a pen with you? Hmm? A quilt? We used to write with quilts. Crayons? Carolyn Wilson's number is 860-400-2072. Call or text. 860-400-2072. Hey, what have you got to lose? you got everything to gain. Your health back. All right. That's an email I got today from the Uncas Health District, who does marvelous things for this community. And, and that's another one. Secession from smoking. All right. 889-5252 is our telephone number. We have uh, plenty of time for a call or two if you'd like to check in at 889-5252. Told you we have a guest at 105 today, Dr. Urso. A controversial guest about the vaccine and some of the things, fallacies about COVID virus. Hmm. You'll see. You don't have to agree with him, but he's got interesting points. A new survey by Numerator reveals that 61% of people plan to watch the Super Bowl. 61% of everybody will watch the Super Bowl. 5% of people watch the Super Bowl at a bar or restaurant. 75% of people will watch the Super Bowl at home. 60% of people watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. 49% of people watch the Super Bowl for the halftime show. I forgot who was at halftime today. Hmm? Oh, no. Hmm. A new survey 
Maybe it'll come to me later. The, a new survey by Forbes reveals that 54% of people say financial infidelity is just as bad as cheating. Other findings, 35% of adults have lied to their partner about their money. Want to bet? 49% of people have lied to their partner about purchase. You wouldn't do that with your husband, would you? And he would certainly tell you if he lost a little gambling. You could tell by his face, right? 37% of people have lied to their partner about being in debt. Hmm. Does that ring a bell with anybody? Hey, there's ringing in my ears. I don't know. I love these little things that come in, uh, some unusual things, right? Because nothing says that he'd be a great partner than him asking a stranger to get rid of her family to meet him. <laughs> oh, look at that. A night-rate customer threatens to break legs because of extra egg charge. That guy's is really scrambled. Roswell Herald says a Milton, Georgia restaurant recently called the police because an irate customer, the customer ordered a salad and then called the restaurant because they were charged for an extra egg. Boy, eggs are really expensive. The customer left a voicemail restaurant because, in which he said the employees were both nothing. He then called back and threatened to break everyone's legs. The police took a report but did not file charges. False charges for that threat? Sure, why not? Look at the stuff that's in this. It is amazing, huh? 48% of women are using dating apps to find a long-term partner. 90% of women and 87% of men say they are disappointed with what they've seen on dating apps. 54% of women, 25% of men are overwhelmed by the messages they receive on dating apps. People don't lie about that, do they? Hmm? Yes. Who do you look like? Rin Tin Tin. On this date, 1910, Boy Scouts were founded. I didn't know they were missing. And on this date, 1931, James Dean was born. And lots of Gary Coleman, remember him? He was born on this date in 1968. I guess he's 55 years old. Gary Coleman, that little guy. Huh? He had an expression that he used to... Uh, do on the television show for a long time. And on this day in 1965, the Beatles were on the Ed Sullivan Show. And 74.7 million people watched that program. That was a record back on television. 74.7 million people watched the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show. And I was one of them. I don't know how they knew I was watching, but they definitely did. WYCH, welcome to the program. What you talking about, Gary Coleman? Oh, that's what he used to say. What you talking about? Thank you. <laughs> he was a cute little guy, and now he's, a, I guess, a cute middle-ager. What you talking about? Some of the great sitcoms on those days, they were pretty funny stuff. We used to uh, uh, certainly check a lot of them out, and... Some of them you could get totally addicted to. Pretty amazing stuff. All right. We are going to take this call, and uh, welcome to the program. You're on the air. If you didn't know it, Gary Coleman died. 
He died? Wow. Not a oh, he died, yeah, in 2010. Mm-hmm. Boy, this is old stuff I got here. Oops. Well, when, when you said it, I thought I knew <clears throat> I knew he died. Mm. I think, I don't know whether it was drugs or alcohol or he had yeah. something wrong with him, but I knew that he died. So. Well, that's very sad. I, You know, this is supposed to be updated stuff. Obviously, they missed the boat here. It's okay. I don't mind, you know. You know Sorry that... Uh, listen to you. All right, thank you. No, it's, you know, it happens. It's not perfect. But we try to get as close to the truth as we possibly can, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget Valentine's Day in five days. Don't miss out on getting a big hug. Today is National Pizza Day. I thought every day was National Pizza Day. Toothache Day. For those of you who don't have a toothache, maybe you'd like to get one today. That's a ridiculous day, isn't it? National Bagels and Locks Day. National Cut the Cord Day. Ooh, maybe a lot of people will be breaking up. Today is also National Develop Alternative Vices Day. Some good advice. It's Read in the Bathtub Day. <laughs> I've, I've read Read in the Bathtub and I usually fall asleep. And my favorite one this day is Stop Bullying Day. Stop bullying. Bullies are the biggest cowards that ever lived, aren't they? Picking on people smaller than them. You're on the air. Welcome. Hey, good morning, Stuart. Chevy Man. How you doing? Chevy Man. What's driving? What's cooking? Not too much. Um, Can I put something on swaps? You sure can, as long as you let me drive your Chevy. Oh, I will. I'll let you drive it to the levee. Okay. The levee's dry, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. What you, you can got? Drive it anyway. What you got? I got. Well, I don't. But my neighbor's got a 2006, I believe it is, Toyota Scion XA. Uh, it's a little car. It's four door, four cylinder, uh, five speed hatchback. He's got all new tires on it and new brakes on it. Um, I think he needs a muffler, but he has the muffler for it. I believe he's asking twenty five hundred a best offer. It's got over a hundred thousand on it, but them Toyotas they run forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have those ladies' coats, uh, uh, Wilson's leather coats. They're in like brand new condition. Um, one's a long one, one's a short one. They're both black. They're size large. Um, Seventy five bucks a piece on those. And I have a couple of uh, brand new AM FM radios. Uh, that I bought for presents, and they didn't want them, so I'm stuck with them. Um, still brand new in the box. Uh, it does not have, they don't have CD players, but they're AM, FM, they're MP, MP3 capability, and all other kinds of this electronic stuff. Uh, they come with four speakers, six and a half inch round speakers, 200 watt capability, and I'm asking 75 bucks a piece for those if they buy the both of them. I'll give them a deal on them. Sure. And uh, I'm looking for parts. If anybody knows anybody out there that has a 2001 Nissan Frontier four-door, two-wheel drive, I need the map lights that go up inside of above the uh, mirror in the front. So anybody out there that knows somebody that has parts, I'd appreciate if you give me a call. And one last thing, I have a this round table that's 24 inches round, about 27 inches high 
you could put a lamp on it. You could use it for an end table. They also call it a side table. It is an antique. It has spiral legs on it with round balls for the feet. Um, and I'm asking 50 bucks the best offer on that. And give me a shout here at 860-823-7381. And enjoy this beautiful day, Stu. Yeah, you too, Chevy Man. 823-7381. Good luck. Yes, sir. Hi. Good morning to you. Nice, Stu. I'm looking for one thing, and I'm trying to sell two things. Gotcha. So the one thing is I'm looking, I'm trying, I'm trying to find a complete bedroom set. I'm trying to finish off a spare bedroom that I have. Mm-hmm. So I want the whole thing, the, the queen size uh, bed, bureau, nightstand, all works if they, somebody has that. And then I'm selling, have a beautiful 55-inch uh, uh, TV, very, very little use on it. Um, so I don't need that anymore. I also have a uh, uh, absolutely beautiful car. 2015 Chevy uh, Malibu. It's only got 40,000 miles on it, and wow. it's been in the garage uh, all the time. It doesn't see the uh, the day of winter. Mm. So it's only got, like I said, 40,000 miles on it for being a 2015. And uh, so if anybody's looking for a used car, this is uh, I'm buying great. a brand new one. That's why I want to sell this one. Well, you got some great stuff today, Larry. What's your number? So 860 885. Uh, 9190. 885 9190. Yep. Okay, thanks a lot, Stu. You're welcome. It's great for somebody looking for a good used car with only 40,000 miles on it. Hmm. 885 9190. Thanks for holding. You're on the air. Hi. Hi, I got some uh, records for sale. This is a Beatles Rarities. It's got a picture of the. Mm hmm. Butcher cover inside, but it doesn't have one. It's not the butcher cover, but yeah. those are fifty dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. And I got some Yellow Brick Road albums. You know, Elton John, Elton ten dollars a piece. Um, I'm looking for well, Bruce Springsteen tickets for the Hagen Sun and uh, seven zero eight one three. Uh, give me your number again. Eight six zero eight eight seven zero eight one three. And at 70813. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Beatles, Beatles, Beatles. Still so very popular, huh? All right. We can do some swapping and selling or anything else you want to talk about this hour. Till noon, and then it's the lunchtime oldies. Oldies but goodies. Sometimes could be oldies but baddies because I get a couple of things out of the vault that we've never heard but for the most part you're going to love the songs that we have next hour well a man is celebrating his 122nd birthday the Daily Mail says the world's oldest man Andrelino da Silva recently celebrated 122 he has 13 grandchildren 16 great grandchildren and one great 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 grandchild How many greats are in there? Silva beat COVID and marked his birthday with a low-key celebration because several of his uh, other family members are having health problems. 122. Wow. Have to think about that for a moment. All right, we'll take a short break. We'll be right back with you at 889-5252.
the Yukon Sports Network from Learfield. Rebound. Loose puck. Score! The Huskies win! The ice bus rolls on. Shoot! Score! Empty netter! Closes the door! Huskies will win it! Catch all the action all season long on your home for Yukon hockey. Catch many of the Yukon Husky hockey games right here on 1310 and 94.5 FM WICH. For over 50 years, Ron's Guns at 194 Boston Post Road in East Line has been your local firearms dealer with on-target advice and competitive pricing. You see, some folks look at guns as a Second Amendment right, a vital part of their personal security. Others see them as a fun way to plank at a soda can on a fence post. How you feel about guns is totally up to you. Providing an excellent selection and equally excellent customer service is up to Ron's. Ron's Guns at 194 Boston Post Road in East Lyme. Let me tell you about our guest that we have after the 1 o'clock news. His name is Dr. Urso. Dr. Richard Urso, outspoken critic of treatments for COVID-19 and the dangers of some of the... Uh, this is, of course, his opinion. Some of the shots has widely encouraged the use of existing repurposed drugs to fight the coronavirus. We'll talk about that. Widely encourage the use of existing other methods to uh, get you through COVID. He's made visits to the White House. He's the sole inventor of an FDA-approved wound-healing drug. He's been involved in COVID-19 since February 2020. He treated his first patient March 12, 2020, and successfully treated over 2,600 COVID patients since. He's a co-founder of the Global COVID Summit, which has 17,000 doctors and scientists. He's been in the White House and Congress, and he's testified in U.S. Senate. He's worked with members of the FDA, the CDC, and the NIH. He served as an expert witness in multiple states, including testifying before the Texas and Tennessee Senate. Wow, this guy's really something. He may be controversial, you may agree or disagree with him, but we're going to have him have his say. That'll be after the 1 o'clock news. So you'll certainly want to check in, and and certainly uh, I'll open up the lines if you want to ask him some questions. Because, you know, this COVID has been so mysterious, and so many questions, and things we think for the moment are are true, and then we're not sure, and then... uh, It's been very confusing, very confusing, but we will work on that with him coming up at 1.05. We have seven minutes before noon. I'm going to play a tune in case you want to call in with another question. We'll certainly take your call. And the number here is uh, 889-5252. 889-5252. Don't forget the 860. All right? Let's take this call right now before I play a tune. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi there. Hey, Stu. Hi, yes. I was just talking to my neighbor. He said, Joe, did you hear? They said there's another balloon from China flying over, and they're going to wait till kids. They have to wait so long. Did you hear anything about that? No, not a thing about that. The, uh, the balloon that was flying over, they finally shot it down, but there has been no news, to my knowledge, of another balloon. Well, that's what he said. He Unless got it it's somebody's birthday iPhone this morning. Oh, maybe. Did you hear about that? I said, no. And I got news now on this. I got Roku now, so I got a big variety of 
TV, which is really cool. And earlier Good. I was sitting there looking out my window, and I got a bird's eye view of, I'm right down from back, it's but one of those planes was flying, it went right from Mohegan Park on towards Hartford, went right over Bacchus, but it was it was up in the air higher than the uh, Lifestar helicopters go. He wasn't real low like everybody talks about it, and it was just one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Just, you know, I, being ex-military, I, <laughs> I mean, they're not out of, you know... They're not out of, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. I can believe in that, you know, being a vet. Yes, so I, I don't get all, I don't get all paranoid and, and cuckoo over Well, this one was high up. Some of the reports are saying they're very, very low, so I don't know. No, I've seen them come over at, oh, very low, but Stu, this one was, it was up, it was way up there. Believe me, it was, but it was one of those planes for sure. I, I can recognize them, but you know, it is what it is. All right, Joey. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, your uh, guest at 105. Yeah, I think it uh, should be very interesting. Thank you. Yeah, you, yeah, sound, yeah. So, all right, my man. I'll talk to you later. All right, thank you. See you, Joey. Well, how about a cutesy little song, right? It's called the Putt Putt Song. It's called Down by the Station, Early in the Morning. This will take us toward the news at noon. Early in the morning 
Isn't that an adorable little song there? Yeah, so four preps on Stu's uh, whatever I'm doing here. Oh, yes, we have our lunchtime oldies and then our Anything Goes Hour. We have a guest and um, got a lot of stuff going on. I have a producer, a well-known producer tomorrow on the show at 11 in the morning who's uh, worked with just about every movie great, including Cary Grant and so many others. So here's uh, from Would You Believe This Department. Cold showers are trending. Fortune magazine says cold showers are trending online because people are taking cold showers when they wake up because they improve the immune system, circulation, and vitality. Research shows cold showers can also relieve symptoms of depression and clear your mind. This is something new. The Rock takes uh, cold showers and once tweeted... For context, I don't like to take freezing showers in the morning, but it's chilly and has a great morning bite to wake up, clear the cobwebs, and get rolling with my day. Great for inflammation and metabolism, too. Cold showers in the morning. Hmm? Could be. Save on hot water. Got a news break, and then we'll uh, be back with some fun on the lunchtime oldies. Thanks for all the calls. We appreciate it. Personality Radio, WICH AM 1310 in Norwich. And we're on FM on the dial, 94.5 W233DB. Let's have lunch together. It's noon. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. President Biden used his State of the Union address to urge for more bipartisan cooperation in Congress. The president made the case that much of the nation's important work remains unfinished, and he called on lawmakers, specifically Republicans, to work with him to finish the job. If we could work together the last Congress, there's no reason we can't work together and find consensus on important things in this Congress as well. Despite his call for bipartisanship, the president issued some veto threats. In the end, he declared that the State of the Union is strong because the soul, the backbone, and the people of this nation are strong. Greg Clugston, Washington. In the GOP response to the State of the Union, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders criticized the president for being out of touch with the concerns of everyday Americans. Americans want common sense from their leaders, but in Washington, the Biden administration is doubling down on crazy. Also at townhall.com, more help on the way for Turkey and Syria. The EU has mobilized search and rescue teams to help Turkey, while the bloc's Copernicus satellite system has been activated to provide emergency mapping services. The bloc's also helping neighboring Syria by funding search and rescue operations there. Meanwhile, the U.S. is coordinating immediate assistance to Turkey. In California, 100 Los Angeles County firefighters and structural engineers, along with six specially trained dogs, are going to Turkey. I'm Charles Duladesma. Town Hall News joining forces with international nonprofit relief agency Food for the Poor to rush emergency relief, food, and water to victims of the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. More information is available on the website srnnews.com. The Dow is down 163 points. The S&P 500 losing 39. More at townhall.com. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith, a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. 
I'm Lance Wall now, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way to protect your retirement. I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. Brazilian authorities have launched a major operation to reclaim indigenous territory from thousands of illegal gold miners in that country who have contaminated rivers and brought famine and disease to one of the most isolated populations of the world. Australia will not permit a new coal mine near the Great Barrier Reef. The reef has come under threat in recent years from pollution and warming seas caused by climate change which have bleached much of the coral. Australia's Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek has now said the risk of further irreversible damage from the proposed coal mine was simply too great to ignore and has blocked its construction. The planned site of the mine in Queensland was just 10 kilometres from the edge of the Great Barrier Reef National Park. The fear was that it would pollute waterways that run into the World Heritage Site. BBC correspondent Michael Bristow, breaking news at townhall.com. The NBA has a new all-time scoring leader. LeBron James has passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become the NBA's all-time career scoring leader. James scored 38 points, two more than he needed to eclipse the mark, set by Abdul-Jabbar in April 1984, nine months before James was born. Jabbar, who surpassed Will Chamberlain, watched the game from a courtside seat near the Lakers bench. James' immediate family enjoyed the moment with the home court fans. He set the new mark at 38,388 and counting. Despite the heroics, the home court led Lakers fell to the Thunder, 133-130. to George Williams reporting. Sweden weighing on whether to bid for the Winter Games in 2030. Sapporo, Japan was considered the favorite before a scandal related to the Summer Olympics in Tokyo. They were held in 2021. Salt Lake City, the only other known bidder. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. It's lunchtime. Sit back and listen to all the great songs with Stu Breyer and his Lunchtime Oldie Show on 1310 WICH. Well, she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind I'd like to flaunt and take to dinner. But she always knows her place She's got style, she's got grace She's a winner She's a lady Oh, 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 she's a lady Talking about that little lady And the lady is mine But she's never in the way Always something nice to say
Control yourself. Welcome to our lunchtime break. Got an interesting mix of uh, CDs, A-tracks, vinyls, you name it. We've got a, a lot of interesting songs to play. Some that have great tunes but not that interesting, and others that uh, have amazing lyrics. Here's Chris Montez. The more I see you, I see you. I see you The more I want you Somehow this feeling Just girls and girls With every sigh I become more mad about you More lost without you And so it goes Thank you. 
for the temptations all right here's a little temptation music what a career they had on motown huh I'll be ready in a minute. WICH, we are at 45 degrees, supposed to get up to the 50s, so we'll have to put a warm puppy on the temperature there. But not too bad for this uh, winter day. Here's a lost vinyl with a singer by the name of Jody Sands. See if you remember this song, With All My Heart.
very good song ends with la da dee da la da da I love you with all my heart and my elbows and the whole works. WICH weather, early uh, warning forecast, uh, mostly sunny, 52. We're seven degrees away from that. Tonight, clear, low 29. Thursday, got some clouds, rain showers likely during the afternoon, lasting through the evening hours, becoming breezy, high 47. Friday, bumps up again, mix of sun and clouds, 56. Right now, it's a little above normal for this time of year, and uh, we've got 45 degrees. You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it, or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. February Phil is National is Children's man. Dental Phil's Health Month. The Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. Here's Gracie Slick with the airplane. When the truth is found to be lies, and all the joy within you dies, don't you want somebody to love? Don't you need somebody to love? Don't you love somebody to love? You better find somebody to
They remind you of the 60s, huh? Jefferson Airplane, and they had well, they had different names, but Gracie Slick was the lead singer there. Somebody to love. W-I-C-H, let's uh, go on a little plane ride. No, there's no delays. Put you in first class. Sure, ride in first class is really something, huh? Wow. Get the best peanuts. Riding alone on this big old jet plane, I've been thinking about my home. But my love light seems so far away, and I feel like it's all been done. Somebody's trying to make me stay, you know I've got to be moving on. Oh, big old jet You know, I think it was very underrated. And a lot of big hits, huh? So we're just jetting for a few minutes here on our lunchtime oldie break. Here's Peter, Paul, and Mary. All my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. 
I'm standing here outside your door. I hate to wake you up to say goodbye. But the dawn is breaking, it's early morn. Taxi's waiting, he's blowing his horn. Already I'm so lonesome, I could cry. So kiss me and smile for me. Tell me that you'll wait for me. Hold me like you'll never let me go. I'm leaving on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. Oh, babe, I hate to go. There's so many times I've let you down. So many times I've played around. I tell you now, they don't mean a thing. Every place I go, I think of you. Every song I sing, I sing for you. When I come back, I'll wear your wedding ring. So kiss me and smile for me. Tell me that you'll wait for me. Hold me like you'll never let me go. I'm leaving on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. Oh, babe, I hate to go. Now the time has come to leave you one more time. Let me kiss you, then close your eyes. I'll be on my way. Dream about the days to come when I won't have to leave alone. About the time I won't have to say. Again, leaving on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. Leaving on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. Oh, babe, I hate to go. So don't. Cool your jets there. Beautiful song written by John Denver. Peter, Paul, and Mary had the hit with it. Paul McCartney wrote this one about jets.
Jet lag. That's uh, Paul McCartney when he was with a group called Wings. Wings. It's an interesting name for the backup group. And then they flew the coop. It's uh, 28 minutes to one. Stu Breyer with you. I found this in the vault, and I think it's a pretty song that you probably will remember. Came out around 1964. This is the guy that sang Tell Laura I Love Her. He had other hits. And maybe you've been missing this one. We'll find out. Here's Ray Peterson. Right. 
Peterson, Stu's lunchtime break at WICH, 46 degrees right now, and uh, there was a song called Name That Tune. They have it still now, but the old version of Name That Tune. They had contestants, and they had to run and pull a rope, and it would go bing, 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 and they they would be the first one to guess what the name of the song is. They'd play a few notes from the beginning. So you had to be in pretty good shape to get on that show. And one of the winners on that show was a young man by the name of Eddie Hodges. Eddie Hodges. He had such a terrific personality that he got into show business after Name That Tune. And he himself had a couple of tunes that became very popular. Here's one of them by Eddie Hodges. My father looked at me one day, said, son, it's plain to see. That you're getting older and should have a talk with me You'll soon be going on lots of dates As to a man you grow And there's one important thing Every boy should know And that is Girls, girls, girls were made to love her home that night then you'll find you'll wonder would a kiss be right the more you look the more you find those doubts will fill your head but think real hard and you might recall what your old dad said he said that girls 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 were made to love 
That's why the kisses taste awful sweet Cause girls, girls, girls are made to love Then you'll meet that special girl Who'll sweep you off your feet You'll want to say you love her But you'll find it hard to speak This is a time when you'll find It's better left unsaid Just tell her like I told your mom With a kiss instead Absolutely free. We uh, gave you the facts of life here on Stu's Lunchtime Oldie Break. The biggest hit that Eddie Hodges had was this one. Pecker out there. I'm going to knock on your door. Fun song with Eddie Hodges, and that was his uh, biggest hit. WICHAM and FM. Little story about Eddie Hodges. He was also in a, a movie with Frank Sinatra called Hole in the Head. That was the movie that brought you the song called High Hopes. He was one of the background singers in that particular movie. All right. It's a little bit about Eddie Hodges. Where is he now? 
February is National Children's Dental Health Month. The dental department at Generations Family Health Center reminds parents that their children can avoid cavities. Eating a balanced diet, limiting snacks, and brushing and flossing each day, along with regular dental checkups, are the key to a lifetime of healthy teeth and gums. Children should see a dentist when they turn one years old and then have a dental checkup twice a year from that point on. Remember, a healthy mouth is a healthy you. This message is brought to you by Generations Family Health Center. Hi, this is Nick Kaplinson with a message about community banking. If you're a business owner, have you considered banking locally? By doing so, you'll get the benefits of working with lenders who understand your market because they live and work in the same community you do. And because of this, decision-making can be done quickly and efficiently, making it easier for your business to get to work. By working together, communities can thrive. We're glad to do our part. Dime Bank Community Banking lives here. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. It's time for our sing-along today, a song maybe you haven't heard in a long time, but uh, it certainly will pick up anybody's spirits. It's called Get Happy. Forget your troubles and just get happy. You better chase all your cares away. Sing hallelujah, come on, get happy. Get ready for the judgment day. The sun is shining, come on, get happy. The Lord is waiting to take your hand. Shout hallelujah, come on, get happy. We're going to the promised land. We're heading across the river, wash your sins away in the tide. It's all so peaceful. On the other side Forget your troubles and just get happy You better chase all your cares away Shout hallelujah, come on, get happy Get ready for the judgment day Forget your troubles and just get happy You better chase all your cares away Sing hallelujah, come on, get happy Get ready for the judgment day That sun is shining, come on, get happy The Lord is waiting to take you by the hand Shout hallelujah, come on, get happy We're going to the promised land We're heading across the river Wash your sins way in the tide And it's all so nice and peaceful when you Get on the other side Forget your troubles and just get happy You better chase all your cares away Shout hallelujah, come on, get happy Get ready for the judgment day Forget your troubles, come on, get happy Forget your troubles, come on, be happy Forget your troubles, come on, stay happy Happy Happy, happy, happy is there a song that he never sang? Frank Sinatra. But you haven't heard that in a very, 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 very long time. Here come the Everly Brothers. I never felt like this until I kissed ya. Never felt like this until I kissed ya. How did I exist until I kissed ya? you on my mind Now you're there all the time 
Grocery list: uh, bread, butter, egg, eggs. Ooh, I'll just take one egg. They're very expensive. Oh yes, there's a kiss on my list. How did that get there? It's in aisle number 17. Kisses. Here's Holland Oats. Interesting name for a duo, Holling Oats.
Some very good songs. That's one of them. And uh, Kisses on my list. Check that one off. It's uh, nine minutes till one. Stu Breyer with us. So I was cruising in the vault trying to find a song that I have never heard before. And maybe you've never heard it before. But it's done by someone who's very credible. David Gates in the group called Bread. So I thought we would hear it together. This is, of course, they had a lot of hits. This one I don't recall was... This is called Daughter by Bread. Home, right? Uh, pretty good song by Bread, a song that not too many people have ever heard. It's called Daughter. There you go. Song made a quarter, but 
Anything that David Gates did was pretty good. So uh, we got time for a couple of songs here on our lunchtime oldie break. Bobby Vinton made a living singing other people's hits. And sometimes when he sang the hit, it became a bigger hit than the original hit. So he just kept doing it like this song. started singing and for about four or five, six years had big hits. Hey, I have a little fun song to take you to the uh, one o'clock news. You know Sally. Oh, yeah, she was a good old girl. Sally used to carry my books to school. Sally was a good old girl. Help me with my homework because I was a fool. Sally was a good old girl. If you wanted a kiss or a little bit of sweet. Was always willing and do her best to please. The girl meant to love and not meant to tease. Sally was a good old girl. Sally was a good old girl. Sally was a good old girl. No matter what the request, she gave it her best. Sally was a good old girl. Now her folk was poor and she helped all she could. Sally was a good old girl. The hardest working girl in the neighborhood. Sally was a good old girl. She walked up and down the street all day Selling neckties to the one who's pink They couldn't afford it, did she give them away? Sally was a good old girl Sally was a good old girl Sally was a good old girl Oh yes! No matter what the weed press, she gave it 
Dr. Urso, right after the news, Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310. If that, of course, was Fats Domino. FM2, 94.5 FM, W233DB in Norwich. It's 1 o'clock news time. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Ukrainian President Zelensky pushing for fighter jets to ensure his country's victory over Russia in a dramatic speech before the UK Parliament. Zelensky notes that the British monarch was a highly qualified military pilot while underlining the high value placed on his own fighter pilots as they battle Russia. In Ukraine today, every Air Force pilot is a king. Zelensky, wearing his trademark olive drab sweatshirt, urges allies to send his country jets, saying combat aircraft would be the wings for freedom. I'm Charles Diladesma. Also at townhall.com, Town Hall News is joining forces with international nonprofit relief agency Food for the Poor to rush emergency relief, food, and water to victims of the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. More information is available on the website srnnews.com. Addressing the economy last night, President Biden touted a five-decade low unemployment rate. We're not finished yet by any stretch of the imagination, but unemployment rate is at 3.4%, a 50-year low. Meanwhile, speaking with Salem Radio, former Congressman J.D. Hayworth believes many Americans may not agree with the president's comments about inflation coming down. I mean, the reality is the American people, working families, are having to spend more and more money just to survive, based on the inflation that, sadly, Joe Biden caused. Four people treated at a hospital for smoke inhalation following a fire on board a flight traveling from New Jersey to San Diego. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 104 points. More at townhall.com. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network, but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced, unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? Instead, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. 
Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code HALFOFF, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code HALFOFF. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. South Korea's parliament voting to remove the interior minister over his handling of last October's crowd rush at a holiday event. Over 150 people died. There's been sustained criticism of senior police officers and politicians for not doing enough to stop the crush in the Itaewon district of Seoul last year. An investigation has recommended charges be brought against nearly two dozen people, but all of them are low-level officials. So the South Korean parliament, controlled by the opposition, has now impeached the interior minister, Lee Sang-min. He's been suspended while the constitutional court decides whether to approve the decision. Judges will need to see proof that the minister failed in his duties. BBC correspondent Michael Bristow. Pakistan lifting its ban on Wikipedia services that were blocked last week by the country's media regulator for not removing purportedly blasphemous content that purportedly hurt the sentiments of Muslims. Breaking news at townhall.com. No known security threats uh, at the Super Bowl, that's according to authorities as they outline the coordinated law enforcement effort to keep the game at SoFi Stadium in the L.A. region safe. Fans attending the game can expect an enormous police presence at the stadium. During a press briefing, the U.S. Homeland Security Secretary Terry Alejandro Mayorkas says everything will be checked. Every piece of merchandise, every piece of equipment is screened before it enters this facility. Uh, visitors to this wonderful city are screened and vetted. That is what our U.S. Customs and Border Protection, our CBP and TSA personnel do. There will be a tightly monitored security perimeter. Meanwhile, patrol officers, tactical teams, canine units and paramedics will be deployed across L.A. County in the run-up to the big game. More on these stories at townhall.com. So there's a big game coming on, huh? Oh, that's, oh, yes, Soupy Doopy Bowl, right. Uh, you know, folks like to go to the game. A couple of tickets went for $30,000, but they were good. They were pretty good seats. <laughs> I hope they were pretty good seats. Well, we're hoping to hear from Dr. Urso, and uh, we'll try him. And meanwhile, I'll take a little break and see if we can make contact. 94.5 and 1310 WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. Got the winter blues? You know, the feeling that you need to change your surroundings instead of the same old, same old? Bill's Bedding has the cure with a new Lazy Boy recliner. Just imagine the comfort and styling of the most trusted and reliable recliner in the world waiting for you in your living room. Lazy Boy recliners have so many features that other chairs don't have and are infinitely adjustable to fit anyone comfortably. And Bill's has all types of Lazy Boy recliners, from mechanical chairs to power recliners with power headrests and power lumbar for even more relaxation. And Bill's has a great in-stock availability for all styles and types for immediate delivery. For more savings, you can apply for Bill's 12-month equal pay financing with no interest or finance charges. Free delivery and removal of your old recliner is also included. So put those winter blues away with a new Lazy Boy recliner now on sale at Bill's Bedding and Furniture a Lazy Boy Comfort Studio at 640 North Main Street in Danielson or visit them on the web at billsbedding.com. It's a pleasure to have Dr. Urso on the line with us. Uh, good afternoon, doctor. 
Yes, sir. It's great to be here. Thank you so much. I've been reading about you, and uh, what area do you specialize in? It seems like you're involved in a lot of different facets of medical help for uh, folks. Yeah, so it's so funny. I talked to Senator Johnson last weekend about that. He goes, aren't you an ophthalmologist? I go, yeah, Senator, mm-hmm. but I did uh, 11 years in the lab and, and been in an FDA-approved drug. I'm involved in drug design, three different companies, and and uh, basically, yeah. um, you know, and none of it was enough, you know, some of it was ophthalmology, but most of it was wound healing, inflammation. I did some viral research, so I have a huge background. I worked at lipid nanoparticles, so, you know, there's a lot of, on the science side, on the scientist side, that's where my uh, my expertise mm-hmm. is. Now, you in, uh, invented a drug on uh, healing wounds and, and, and for pain, is, is that correct? Yes, sir, and I've uh, got a lot of repurposed things that I've done over the years that it's easier to repurpose, so I've, uh, it's, uh, without uh, without uh, uh, the ability to spend, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, a lot of times you can, you know, use something for a different use. It's already uh, a well-known drug that's been approved, and, and that's that's the easier way to go. That's what we've done all through COVID. Um, I've treated now about 3,100 COVID patients, so I've got a lot of experience with that. I'm treating a lot of vaccine-injured patients now, so... Um, and uh, that's been a big part of it is just being involved in the treatment side because, you know, Fauci and a lot of the guys, actually the public policy measures were really ridiculous. Um, think of think of the fact of somebody with hypertension uh, being uh, told that you can't cure hypertension, so we're not going to bother lowering your blood pressure. We'll just wait till you have a stroke. It's an absurdity. So, you know, at the very beginning, that's how I really started realizing that I had to speak out because... You can treat blood clotting. You can treat, you know, mitigate the damage. You can mitigate the damage from inflammation. You can mitigate the damage from potential respiratory demise. It's basically the way we do 90% of medicine is not not necessarily curing, but mitigating damage. It's pretty much the, you know, medicine 101. When curing is difficult, mitigating damage is, is, is much easier. And so that's, that's uh, I could not believe they were going to actually try and pull that over on docs it was an absolute absurdity um especially because you know you you don't have to attack a virus and i always say the virologist can step aside after about a week because the virus is dead in about five days most people maybe six or seven so for anybody who knows anything about respiratory viruses uh you basically have very low they're very short lifespans and the reason people have issues is the uh, cytokine storm the the uh, inflammatory uh, cascades get activated, and that's what people die from. So let me uh, let me uh, you know in layman's terms, what is your what was your approach to treating somebody with COVID? As you know, many people died from it. Um, how did so the you... very first patient? Um, mm-hmm. You know, so again, this is uh, like 101 for drug design. Um, cancer cells. I did oncology. I have a, I, have a, I was uh, chief and the, uh, the probably the best uh, cancer hospital in the world in my specialty, but basically what you do is you usually approach uh, cancer cells, there's sort of, there's a lot of heterogeneity. It means like the cells are kind of like aunts, uncles, and first cousins. They're not identical copies. And so you, you, you can't just treat with one agent uh, because the cells are gonna have some ability to slip out of that. So you kind of do what's called a multi-drug therapy for most cancer cells. Well, you do the same thing works for viruses. You don't want to take a really narrow approach. You get a little more broad-based approach. So the very I looked through the literature 
um, early in, in February. And by, by the time March came around, I had kind of a plan in my mind about what, what I would do if it came to Houston. One of my best friends got sick, and I treated him with hydroxychloroquine, which is a good anti-inflammatory. I treated him with steroids, prednisone, which, of course, is uh, obviously probably the best anti-inflammatory. Um, uh, uh, azithromycin, which most people don't know, but I've been using it for scarring disorder for 20 years. It's also anti-inflammatory. has small antiviral properties, and it has small antibacterial properties. In fact, it doesn't even kill bacteria. It just stops bacterial replication. And so the same thing with viruses. It slows down viral replication for some upper respiratory viruses. And then I use vitamin D because I've been a huge vitamin D fan since like 1995. Uh, I found that it was helpful. I tell everybody vitamin D, uh, there's a vitamin D receptor for every white blood cell in the body, and white blood cells without vitamin D can't see. So they'll attack you. They'll attack uh, uh, pollen instead of attacking viruses, bacteria, and cancer cells. So you need vitamin D to be your data analyst for your, for your, um, for your, uh, your cellular immune response. And then I used aspirin because at the time I, I knew there was a lot of blood clotting uh, and uh, I always thought that, you know, that might be a good way to start. It's easy. It's over the counter. And those are the five things I used and, and had a lot of success uh, with that approach um, and all the way through. The first patient was deathly ill. He was a friend of mine. He wouldn't go to the hospital because they were already, the docs already knew people were dying from being intubated. And um, he was a doc, and he wouldn't go, and, and his stats were in the 70s. And he turned around in about 12 hours from stats in the low 70s up until the high 80s. And I knew I had a winner right then. Uh, I, I'd already, I was very, very pleased to see that. And that, at that point, it was, do I speak out and say, hey, I've got something here, or do I be quiet? Um, and I decided that needs to be spread. And it was very difficult. I have a lot of connections, and those connections weren't working. I went on social media. So let me say this, uh, for mo and you treated a lot of patients, obviously, because so many people were coming down with it. Was the success as good as the first patient that you treated? Uh, if you treat, if you get early, you get really good, really great results. It's, uh, it's, there's, um, there's a group of patients with a lot of comorbidities. They're very fragile. So, yes, we had tremendous success, um, and... Uh, you know, there's basically no people can pass away from the disease, no question about it. But the clinical responses are almost like you can just see them happening right before your eyes. Um, and the best literature we have that of, of the treatment is from uh, a friend of mine, Brian Tyson and George Free in California. Uh, they compiled their data, um, and when they treated within seven days, they had no deaths. And about, I think overall now it's like 10,000 patients, zero deaths. They published their literature. Mm -hmm. uh, we talk regularly. We all became friends really fast. Uh, it, was, um, it was interesting to see how that came, transpired, but I basically ended up being one of the people who helped form America's Frontline Doctors, and then as they moved in to become an organization more, more political, we, we decided I formed another group called the Global COVID Summit, which is now the Global Coalition of Scientists is 18,000 doctors, and I found that that group, because I wanted a more politically um, neutral uh, entity, that more scientific entity to to represent the physicians and scientists. So were you treated like enemy number one because a lot of people did not want uh, alternate viewpoints of the COVID virus and they went, you know, almost strictly with Dr. Fauci and you put things on social media, did they block you? Yeah, they did. 
I, I have to I have to say, like it, it never really bothered me. I know a lot of my compadres, uh, colleagues, really were bothered by it. I, I I don't know why it just didn't bother me. I just like I know I'm right, so I'm not going to worry about it. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, there's an arrogance there. I have no idea. I always say I'm, I'm I I I am where I am. It's not an accident. I always tell people out. I've I've been an upper dog in medicine since I started, and and I don't uh, have to look elsewhere for other than my local colleagues that I'm already friends with. I mean, I know a lot of smart people in medicine, and I definitely, definitely never have called the FDA, the CDC, or the NIH, although I I have colleagues there, too. But, I mean, in general, they're not practicing physicians. And when you're talking about science, yeah, that sometimes you you call uh, certain people that are PhDs for that, but, you, you know, you don't you don't start there as a, in a clinical uh, pandemic. That's It's very simple to just call other physicians. How are you doing with this? How are things going? And that's exactly what I do. It's just normal. It's what you do. I mean, we, we have M&M conferences. We, 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 this is normal medicine. We don't, we don't call agencies. So it, I hate to be I, – I, I knew something was wrong, and I, I didn't understand what was wrong, but I knew it just didn't make sense. And so, no, I never was bothered by it. I was a little bit scared, of course, because I just felt like I was in some kind of Nazi mm-hmm. camp or something where I just didn't understand the, 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 the way the powers to be were kind of coming down. I didn't understand it, but I just, I just knew it didn't make sense. And in Texas, we've been, we have a great group of people and senators and, and you know, our governor and our lieutenant governor and our, our congressmen here have been a good number of them been super supportive even people within our ranks um in the board and uh and the medical association have been supportive not all good number are against us but it, it was a mixed bag and they were everyone was willing to speak out um so we had a lot of a lot of what it felt like support i felt like i was protected and i already knew that i was um you know i was i was all science-based i wasn't so, Doctor Urso, my um, opinion. I go. It's not mm-hmm. my opinion. It's, I didn't have an opinion. I just did medicine. Doctor Urso, would you give that treatment to somebody who just had cold type symptoms, or would they have to be in a serious case? You know, that's a good question. I, I, I so in general, if people are symptomatic and they have comorbidities, I started leaning when I saw the rapidity of onset. I started leaning into treating a, a little bit earlier with time because it was like. If I had a young, healthy patient, I, you know, I'd say, oh, let's see, you know, take some Tylenol, let's do this, you know, take the vitamins. I always did the vitamins. Um, believe it or not, melatonin, I had an over-the-counter kind of remedy for the people like that. I did find that um, I did, um, so I did sort of over-the-counter like Benadryl. Um, so so there's a mast cell stabilization that, that helps. You're asking me a kind of a complex question, but mm-hmm. but in a sense, I took a, I took a, a, a more... Um, people were symptomatic. You know, if somebody calls me with a cold, I'm like, hey, take, cold, you know, uh, Tylenol, cold, and sinus. I mean, I, so we don't do, normally we don't do nothing, you know. So so I might offer that up and say, hey, we checked for strep throat. You don't have it. You know, um, you know that that's, so so each case is individual. So, but overall, what you're really asking me is, um, did you do the same thing on everybody? And the answer is no, I didn't. Um, uh, and I, I kind of tailored it. And if I thought they were more at risk, then I, I probably was tended towards treatment a little bit earlier. And if I thought they were young and healthy, then I tended towards over-the-counter remedies, which were pretty, fairly effective, actually. So I was able, when they stopped allowing us to have um, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, I did really well with steroids, uh, Pepsid, and um, Singular, and uh, uh, 
Benadryl. I mean, uh, we did vitamin D, and we did pretty well with a lot of the people that were, you know, less less comorbidities. So when it started to really surface, did you agree with any of the uh, technology that most were saying, you know, stay indoors, stay this distance from this person, wear a mask, and all of those things? Uh, no, it's completely, it's completely, it's never been done. I was like, what are you, what are you guys doing? Like, this is absurd. The sick people need to stay home. Yes, that's a, that's that's nothing new. Mm-hmm. And uh, the healthy people can keep doing their thing. And I, I was not a fan of the lockdowns. I was actually, my comment, I remember to my office on March 10th was like, hey, I'm going to go, I've been working on this, and I go, I'm going to go make myself a protocol um, to kind of work on this uh, at lunch. I said, I'm going to go end this pandemic. I literally was choking around <laughs> before it starts. And I was saying, they might they might shut us down here in the U.S. I said I could feel it. It's like they're, it's like a mass hysteria. I could feel the mass hysteria, and so I don't watch TV and I don't listen to I don't read the newspapers. So I base, but I could still feel it. And I said if I feel it, it's got to be real because I'm oblivious to most things that what are. What about occurring. masks? Doctors wear masks when they're in operating, uh, you know, on patients. But do, do the masks idea, are they yeah. effective when you're trying to keep COVID away? So the the data is really clear. I won't give an opinion. I'll just give the data. Um, in viral uh, upper respiratory viral disease, they've never been effective in any studies in community settings or in hospital settings. So in hospital settings, we're kind of used to wearing them. So you know we wear them in the OR. But even the data there for bacteria and infections in the OR is not there. Several studies have been done, um, and they don't even they don't even change the outcomes there. But we still wear them, and I'm not against them. But they don't to, to imprison people, and and you know to get angry with them. It's absolutely absurd because they're basically with the virus is like uh, peeing in a pool with a bathing suit on. The, the pee is getting in the pool, and, and there's mm-hmm. no way around it. And the bathing suit's not going to stop any of it. If, if any of it, it's going to get it in the pool. That's it. That's how it works. Viruses uh, usually have a lipid capsule. They don't stick to water particles like like bacteria do. So, virus, most of the influenza and COVID viruses have a lipid capsule, and they're not like oil and water. They don't mix. So, um, and the and the and the N95 is a non-oil resistant uh, thing. So, anybody who thinks N95 is working, number one, hasn't read the literature, and number two, doesn't even understand you know the the physics of it. So, in in either case, it's not it's not going to work. When you look at the physics of it, it's not, and it doesn't work when you in, in practice either. There appears to be a lot more incidences of young people with heart problems. Um, do you feel that that has something to do with the vaccine? Uh, well, it, the literature says that there was no increased incidence of, of heart problems in 2020, zero, in all those cases. The literature says that these cases all came up during the beginning of the vaccination program. And I can tell you that um, the lipid nanoparticle is probably the most responsible for that. The lipid nanoparticle allows access of the materials all over the body. This is not, again, my opinion. This is data that's been compiled from multiple sources over the last 20 years, lipid nanoparticles do, and also Pfizer's data. So they they travel, uh, 80% of it leaves the arm, travels to your heart, your, your brain, your adrenals, your ovaries, um, your spleen, your liver, it travels all over the body. And it's not because they inject it into a a blood vessel. It's because that's what lipid nanoparticles do. 
they're not a, they don't have an ability to be sequestered it would be the same thing as if i said hey i'm going to i have a glass of water and i'm going to turn it over and i'm going to expect it to stay suspended in the air that's not that's not how it works gravity is going to take the the, the water to the ground lipid nanoparticles are going to diffuse into the general tissues they go right through a cell wall they're 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 not they're not able to be contained um, in a local area. They don't, there's no technology to do that. So this is normal to see this. And the lipid nanoparticle is what is allowing easy access to the heart. And so you're making large amounts of spike protein in these tissues. We're seeing free-floating spike protein in many patients. We're seeing free-floating what's called exosomal spike protein in the body four months after injections. Um, so we're seeing a lot of things that we don't see when somebody has the disease. The disease is gone in a very short period of time, um, five days. Some of the fragments will stick around. So when I, when I say it that way, um, some of the fragments stick around, but they're not diffusing into the heart. They don't, they don't do that. And there's no evidence that these cases are from that and the only what they're doing now is they're creating this hey yeah they got jabbed three times but they also had covid and we think it's from covid well i mean i don't care what people think we just got to look at the data be be systematic and 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 honor the data and we can't be uh can't be neglecting that. Well, throughout our life, throughout our lifetime, we've taken a lot of vaccines for this or that, and uh, whether it be measles or uh, flu, or but this particular one has ingredients that you feel are giving the adverse effects. But in other vaccines, once in a while, you hear somebody getting a side effect that isn't good. But I guess that comes with the turf. But at this one in particular, uh, cut your attention. Correct. The lipid nanoparticle is destructive. I don't think people understand that. I think it's been hidden from everything. The lipid nanoparticle itself is very, very inflammatory to natural killer cells, cytotoxic T cells, macrophages. It actually is very harmful to the cellular immune response. You know, you make antibodies, but the strong part of your immune system is the cell cellular portion of your immune system. Mm-hmm. I compare it to like a tow truck versus, you know, a <clears throat> car key. You know, so, or, you know, it's it's the right-handed side of the immune system is the cellular immune response. The antibodies are, you know, more like a car key. It has to fit in perfectly to, to work. So so what we're doing with these lipid nanoparticles, when you take one, two, three, four, five doses, you're, you're basically destroying some of your cellular immune response. And this is not good over the long haul. And, 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 and then on top of that, so I'm going to paint a picture for you that I think maybe helps. If someone has a genetic inborn error metabolism, a genetic disease, they don't make a protein, maybe it'd be worth to take the chance because people are going to die at maybe 10 years old, 15 or whatever. Maybe having the extra lipid nanoparticle is probably worth the risk because they're going to die otherwise. So you take this product, and how beautiful. it! You could stick it in the arm, and then it distributes widely throughout the body, a protein uh, is then made that your body um, doesn't uh, have the ability to make, and it's made all, in all these different tissues, and that's a wonderful thing. Um, so the, the, the idea of this is how this whole whole thing was born out of. So when we say, do we know lipid nanoparticles travel? Yes, and, and they were designed for these purposes, to distribute widely in the body. 
not to do a vaccine, right? Where normally you ask, does a normal vaccine do that? No, it doesn't, not at all. Does a normal vaccine make copies inside your body? No, it doesn't do that. How long does it make copies? This one makes copies for two months or more. This is an unheard of number. They even hid that data and didn't tell anybody until you know several people have Stanford University put out a nice study showing that production is at least two months, maybe more. Uh, there's other estimates that might be up in some patients up in the four and six month range. It, we don't know, not been studied to its full extent, but we know it's at least two months. So think about it, for an inborn error metabolism, distributes widely, yeah, you get a little toxicity from the lipid nanoparticle, but this child's gonna die anyway if you don't do it. And then you have this, only needs a shot maybe every two months. That's, that's in a sense, potentially a, a wonderful idea. But when you take a healthy person with no disease, with very low risk, let's say in the children, uh, zero to 11, uh, it's 0 0.1 per 100,000 or one in a million infection fatality rate. They're very low numbers. And so there's been a lot of reasons why we shouldn't do it, but those are the main reasons why, what I just mm -hmm. mentioned. Somebody has a question for you, I think, on our line here. Hi, WICH, what is your question for Dr. Urso? Oh, yes, it's about the established medical community. Um, back in the 1800s, the guy that told doctors they had to wash their hands before birthing babies because he believed that there was bacteria, he was ridiculed by the doctors of the time, and they put him in a mental institution. Now, my question is, the doctors that come up with the actual facts as that are real, only they would know, um, does the commu medical community say that they should not make it too public because it would, even though they're true, it would make people reluctant to take the COVID vaccines? Thank you. So this vaccine has the, um, is born of, uh, so tra lack of transparency, lack of honesty in medicine, uh, in a sense, is always going to create issues. That, so let's go back to what you, the example you used. In the past, they didn't have a lot of evidence um, to, to look at to, to say, is, does hand washing make a big difference? He proposed it. Um, the, his, the scientific uh, community did not embrace it, and there were no studies to prove it one way or the other. I'm not, so this is worse. We have the studies. Everything I mentioned that I just said, every single thing that I said is backed by facts and factual data and studies. So this is basically in, uh, going out of the way to ignore these studies. And I think the vaccine hesitancy is occurring for a good reason. When you go against science um, you're, or, you know, the data, you know, people figure that out after a while. And there's a lot of smart people now that have, open their eyes, they've seen the critical, uh, they're seeing the data, they're, they're critically thinking through it and recognize that the financial incentives and the, whatever other incentives that are there have actually made uh, for a lack of checks and balances in our, in our agencies and uh, the stakeholders are basically, um, you know, it, it, it's, we know there's something wrong in the system. Um, the doctors that are already captured, remember, uh, there are people like me that we work independently uh, but if you're working for the university uh, or you're working for a hospital, which is 74% of the docs now are working in a corporate entity, um, they can't speak out for fear of uh, uh, reprisal. And what we're seeing is what I would consider now, this is different. This is willful blindness. So um, this is willfully not seeing what's there. But thank other, you. That's a great question. Are other doctors um, implementing your technique to helping somebody with COVID? Has it 
traveled around, or is it mostly in your circle? No, we've got we've got a small circle that's probably um, for the first. You know, it's opening up now, but probably 200 doctors in the entire country treated all the COVID outpatients um, you know, overall. Um, most of us in the thousands. In Houston, we had uh, Mary Tally Bowen, myself, and Stella Emanuel. Uh, but we had a you know um, I don't know there may be others, but they were they were very quiet and silent. So uh, yeah, we we shared our information. Uh, we formed these groups. We have um, we have last night I was on on line uh, only till about eleven thirty. Actually, usually we go to like one or two. Uh, we started uh, seven or eight o'clock, and we have this meeting every week with a group that's really. Um, uh, a bunch of scientists that basically we review well, what's what's different, what's happened. We discuss the the, the last week's uh, big data, and uh, and then I have a group that uh, from Europe that I do that with once a week, um, and then there's uh, there's these chat lines. So we're we're sharing the data amongst mm-hmm. ourselves a lot. We're really concentrating on the vax injury right now because there's a lot of those patients, um, and the, there's a multitude of different problems because of the distribution. Because it goes into the nervous system, the vascular system, and every organ system, we're seeing a multitude of different injuries, um, and we're sharing our results and sharing our stories, and we're you know making good progress. Share one more question with you. Hi, WICH. Question for Dr. Urso. Lipid nanoparticles, as I understand from the conversation, are uh, penetrating the bi- uh, lipid or the uh, bilayer of the cell. Uh, is this so? If this is so, then uh, are they also stripping a myelination in the uh, neural system? So, okay, it's a great question. So let me let me explain that. So so first of all, it's not it's not butter. You know, it's polyethylene glycol. It's it's kind of a component of oil that's that the cells in a sense can't. It's like it's kind of like you and I drinking gasoline. Uh, so it's a, it's not a healthy product. Um, so that's one of the issues. But um, you, you made the other question you asked me at the end was a really good one. I think I just blanked on it all of a sudden. Um, can you bring him back on? Is he still there? Uh, no, we got to disconnect on oh, that. Sorry. Right, let me see. Let me hold on. I think I can get to it. Uh, oh, he asked about the. Uh, so he asked about the about this. So when when you get these kinds of products, like for in the instance in the brain, there's something called oligodendrocytes. They they sometimes will engulf these. Uh, that's a cell that can engulf the lipid nanoparticle, and then kind of carry it in uh, to the nerve to the nerve and create almost an MS-like picture. So yes, um, that was a great question. It's actually um, we're actually seeing that kind of thing. So I think that this is one of the reasons why this call is so important. They're going to try to use the lipid nanoparticle to do RSV, the lipid nanoparticle to do many other types of vaccinations, including animals which then we will ingest um, because the animals have eaten them. It's not a healthy thing. It's, you know, it's, this is not, these are not healthy products. These are not, this is not butter. You know, this is, you know, more Crisco, but probably worse. Okay, I'm going to ask you, um, uh, yeah. uh, you know, because I only have a few more minutes, but um, sure. reading about you, uh, what is the truth now? If somebody has no symptoms whatsoever, do you feel they don't transmit the virus or... Or do they? So, so I don't have a feeling. It's not a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Data's been looked at. It's way less than 1%. We know that's possible because sometimes, you know, there's a small group of people, right? When I, when I, you know, all of us have allergies, some, you know, occasionally, right? 
So we get a sniffle and, and you're feeling okay and you think, well, I, uh, the mold's up. It's called pre-symptomatic, you know, so there's a group that actually is going to be symptomatic, but they're, you know, you're not symptomatic and then it's not like turning on a light switch. But the true asymptomatic carriers that never get any symptoms are not spreading disease because they kill it really quickly. They don't have, they don't have live virus for very long and their immune systems are functioning so well, they got maybe a low bacterial load. And remember, these are being tested to levels that we've never had the ability to test for. So what you're seeing is people that are they're testing positive, but once you get a cycle threshold above 40, and, and we're going up to 45, so, and this isn't, even the New York Times admits this, um, that we're seeing between 90 to 97% false positives when you start doing that. So these tests aren't designed to tell you you're you're, you're going to be so what we're calling asymptomatic is because we're over testing creating fear and this in, in historically now before these tests asymptomatic people have never driven a pandemic or epidemic now could they possibly have little bits and tiny bits that sometimes get transmitted yes but the cases they did this they did track and trace in China and overall I think it's seven countries um, and they found Less, way less than 1% of cases were attributed to people that they were classifying as asymptomatic. And in the one where they had it right around a 1%, when they actually redid the data and they redid it and looked at it from Germany, a study from China, uh, where they had close to 1% of transmission, um, they found that uh, they were, many of the patients weren't actually asymptomatic. They were actually pretty symptomatic and actually were sick, Interesting. just mildly sick. You've so. uh, treated a lot of COVID patients. Have you uh, got COVID yourself? Yeah, I got COVID in, um, um, I was in uh, uh, Colorado uh, with my wife and she kept saying, why are you so tired? I said, oh no, maybe because we're sleeping at 9,000 feet. And, um, and, it, and then she got sick with it and I basically had COVID in, in January 2021. And then uh, I got a year later in January 2022. And so um, that was the Omicron variant. And that time I didn't know it at all, um, but I was traveling with Ryan Cole, a friend of mine. He had, a, he had his own test. And uh, I said, let me see, let me see, let me see what happens. I think I have mold allergies. We're goofing around about it. Mm-hmm. But it did test positive, but I was completely um, um, not sick. I didn't run fever. I just had a runny nose. So the Omicron variant has been less aggressive. It doesn't have a TMPRSS2 serine protease to get down in the deep lungs. So some of the components that we found on the coronavirus um, are missing. And for at one time, I could almost rattle off a whole, is this a natural virus or not? Um, and I could kind of uh, give you a synopsis of that really quick, but it's likely not a natural virus. When I say likely, I mean 99.999. wish I had more time because obviously yeah. um, it appears there's going to be variations of it. There's going to be no vaccines. Some people say it's going to be, uh, they want people as a yearly thing like a flu shot. To exactly. Take it. That's what they want to do. It's a big money maker. And, yeah. uh, and unfortunately, it's harming our immune systems. That's what I want to pass that along. When you get the third booster, um, even when you make antibodies, you're making an IgG4 class switch antibody, which is a tolerating antibody. It's not actually neutralizing. So it's like sticking your car key into the car, but the car can't turn on. And now it's in the way, and you can't make the right ones. I'm going to uh, take one more question for you. Hi, what's your question for Dr. Urso? Yeah, I want to. He said that he uh, 
it's proven that masks don't work in all the studies. So if that's the case, I believe in them 100%, but if that's the case, then why are doctors and nurses, they've been using them and having to wear garb and everything covering their feet through surgery, covering their hair, and if that's the case, then why even wash your hands ever with soap and water? Why as well just use Purell for the rest of our lives? How come I've never gotten a cold in four years wearing masks all my, ever since then? I used to get cold three times a year, haven't had a cold in almost five years. Okay, thanks for the question. I mean, thank you so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and this is, you know, kind of a great question, um, really, um, really important question. So, um, what I, what I'm saying to you is that the studies have been done. There's 14 studies that have been done, um, and none of them have been positive ever. Uh, your own personal experiences are 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 very important. Um, so, perhaps you were. Um, doing some things, hand washing is important. We know that that's important. Fomites are a big source of infections. Uh, people put their fingers in their mouth, and this is good. So, you know, I'm glad you're doing that more. You're being more diligent and being more clean. That's very important. Um, but as we know, most disease in the world, the reason why we have um, have been so effective at uh, uh, longevity and mortality is sanitation, clean water, uh, clean systems, all right? But masks, again, I can tell you, when I say masks don't work, I'm telling you this because these masks don't work. There's stuff called R99, R100. They work. They've okay. been proven to work. So right? that, there is proof of masks mm-hmm. working. It's just not the ones that you have. Yeah, the cheapos and, that we're buying, I understand. They're like cl- uh, paper, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I just, you know, so paper cloths, uh, uh, but N95 doesn't work. I just I explained it already. Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. say it again. N stands for non-oil resistant. Uh, 95 means 95% of airborne particles, 0% of viruses. It's like wearing a bathing suit in a pool. You're gonna, your pee is going to go through. So is the virus. The virus has a lipid capsule. It doesn't stick to water molecules. So the, the whole premise is that. And I also said that in the OR, they've done the studies where they actually looked at all this to see if it was working. And actually, it wasn't working. They did maskless surgery, thousands of them and had no difference in infection rate. So Just one more not, point that I think you were yeah. trying to make, and then I've heard this. Gee, it's not a good idea to take too many antibiotics because um, these, whatever these virus germs are in anything, um, they get a little smarter and they don't work as well. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to do it in layman's terms. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. So this is what's happening with the vaccine. It's, it's only attacking less than 12% of the virus. And so only a small change in the virus makes the, moves, the, 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 uh, uh, moves the virus in a way that uh, the vaccines can't work. But remember, the vaccine is harming you because of the lipid nanoparticle. The vaccine is causing an IgG4 class switch, so the antibodies you're making, and this is well-documented, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and this is happening significantly after the third jab. So you're basically not making antibodies that actually do anything, right? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you're hurting your immune system, and you have a natural immune system that works really well. There's better strategies. There's medications to mitigate the damage of the blood clotting, of the inflammation, of the respiratory problems, and there's medications that can actually uh, attack the so virus. Do you have a website that people can learn more about you or... 
Yeah, there's uh, globalcovidsummit.org, um, also um, uh, at Richard Urso MD on, on Twitter. Pleasure talking with you. I know it could go for hours, but I'm getting backed up here. But um, thanks for giving your uh, your thoughts on this. It's a topic yeah, thanks that's, to your listeners. Mm-hmm. I appreciate them. And thanks to you. To you. Uh, this is important information, and I'd love to come back sometime. Thanks All right, thanks. So Stay well. We'll be back in just a moment. I have to go into my ponder corner. Stay with me. This is a public notice from the Tasmanian Tree Devil. We are pleased and thankful for our continued growth due to customers who demand a real tree service company that continues to invest in state-of-the-art equipment, which includes our famous Nifty Lift with its lawn-friendly tires. Not only the Nifty Lift, but also our newest lift, the Dinosaur. Watch it soar up to 92 feet to handle hard-to-reach heights. Tasmanian Tree Devil will take away the question, are they insured? We will show proof of insurance while meeting with you. Why hire the Tasmanian Tree Devil? The owner, Edwin Adams, is a member of the Connecticut Tree Protective Association and is also an accredited Better Business Bureau member with an A-plus rating. Hire the company that takes care of both its employees and customers. Hire the Tasmanian Tree Devil. We show up when we say we will and we do what we say we are going to do. What more can you ask for? Call 860 860- 917-1953. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for personality radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. All right, uh, what did you think of that? I mean, I've had a lot of doctors on, very credible, who uh, think the vaccine is good. Agree with some of the things we've heard from Dr. Fauci and other doctors about COVID. And this gentleman uh, has a different point of view on it. And some people say, well, maybe he's radical. But a lot of these people that had different points of view, they were kind of shut up by the press, social media. It was their way or the highway. So I wanted to get his perspective on it. And... uh, you can tell me what you thought or anything else, because this portion of our program is an open topic. The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. The BreezeLine Winter Cinema Series is underway at The Guard in New London. Their state-of-the-art digital projection system creates the best movie viewing in the region. Triangle of Sadness, Till, Empire of Light, and more critically acclaimed, Oscar-nominated, and Golden Globe-winning movies. A limited number of season passes are available for only $65. Go to guardarts.org for more information and the movie lineup. Sponsored in part by the C-Core Auto Group, Hall Communications, and Blueprints Unlimited. The BreezeLine Winter Cinema Series going on now at The Guard in New London. Sometimes doctors overdo with the clinical terms and, you know, they realize we're trying to understand what they're saying. Just like when you get a prescription, why does it have all these weird names? Why can't they make it a little simple, like prescribe somebody a SAM-3 or something? You're on the air. Welcome. Uh, Could you give his website again and a name? Yeah, sure. What do I do with the paper here? His name is Dr. Urso. Dr. Urso? Yes, I got that. Okay. And it's globalcovid.org? Globalcovid.org. Mm-hmm. Global, yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, sir. 
Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Growing one. How, how you doing, Stu? Hey, okay. Thank you. How you doing on the porch there? Good. <laughs> I, I thought the uh, doctor was uh, very informative, and he did speak in uh, medical terms, but he explained himself so well. You could, I could, you could grasp what he was saying. Yeah, I was trying to make sure that, uh, you know, everybody could grasp what he's saying, because some doctors have a tendency to, you know, go into things that sound a little foreign to us, but I, I think I got it generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you are right about the media uh, squashing all this information. Well, they didn't want any other viewpoints. No. I remember when there was a uh, lady who was a uh, representative from the uh, Democratic Party that had taken the hydrochlor... I can't say the whole word. Hydrochlorophyll. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it helped her. And she came on Fox and was talking about it. And they squashed her. You didn't hear anything else after that. Because yeah, I mean, I've seen doctors. I've seen doctors who said uh, one doctor said his uh, I don't know, his mom was like ninety six years old, and uh, she had a bad case of COVID, and she got that uh, medicine, and boom, snapped yep. right out of it. I mean, yeah. gee, whatever works, I guess. I know, and, and it's too bad. A lot of this is driven by the money. How much they're going to make, and you know. I'm afraid you know. that politics crept its ugly head in it a lot, and money certainly has a lot to do with it. Uh, knock on wood, have you uh, been free of COVID yourself? I had gotten COVID, uh, let's see, a year ago. Mm-hmm. We all got it in this house. And yeah. It was like a bad cold. It wasn't the first Good. wave of yeah. COVID, it was like the second wave. And uh, we weren't bad, it wasn't bad at all, you know. Just a bad cold, basically. But we've tested positive, so yeah. My sister, oh, my oh. sister had it, and she was very tired. That was basically it for a while. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We were tired. Yeah, that's part of it. And we had like a runny nose, and you know, it's everybody differently, I guess. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So you know, well, I I really appreciate having him on. He was, yeah. Well, thank he you. Was, uh, he's a controversial guy, but uh, you know, he's been in the biz a long time. He's Got quite a resume. So, uh, do you take the vaccine? I I took the first two from Moderna, and I didn't take any of the boosters. I'm gonna take a. I'm all done with. with yeah. COVID stuff. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, not uh, from what I hear, especially what he says. Yeah, well, okay. The, you know, the, your doctor may have a different opinion, but hey, it's good to hear from you, Greenville okay. Doug. All right. See you, buddy. You take care. Bye. Hi, welcome to the program. Yes, Doctor Oser was very interesting. And he was right. Anything you say against the pharmaceutical company that goes against profits, they will squash that for sure. Because it's it's big, big money now that they can get everyone involved in every year getting several shots. And uh, we've heard of so many people that have had every shot, every booster, and gotten the virus many times. We've heard of people that have had no shots at all and have not had the virus. So how do you go figure that, Stu? I don't know. I think we're still learning about this virus, and it's very confusing. It got, and you're right, it got very political, and it, and I, you know, people say, well, is it about the money? I don't know. I, I give people more credit that they don't want to hurt anybody, but, well, we're learning. We're still learning. Oh, he was very, very interesting. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. All right. Me. Thank you for calling. Bye. Take care, dear. Hi. Welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi, Sue. Well, uh, you know, that... 
um, article on ending the emergency. I can tell you from a friend who's had all the shots because they work in the medical field. They had to have them. Um, they have come down with it a couple of times, okay? But there is an antiviral Paxlovid drug that they took. If you take it within five days, they said, because the husband and wife got it, they said, Soon as they got the hands on it and took it within a couple of days, they were up and at them. I mean, but they were flattened. With I meant, you know, I'm, you're, I'm glad you brought that up because I meant to ask him about those people that are calling their doctors when they have it and they get the strong medicine that seems to help them. Yeah, so. Paxlovid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you have to be in the risk category. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one had a heart operation a long time ago. The other one's got asthma. So they got to get it. But they actually had to convince their doctor, please, will you give it to us? And the other thing, in my judicial watch, guess what? They're suing for records on COVID vaccine safety studies because it says... Biden administration is playing shell games with documents on the COVID vaccine. The cover-up of COVID vaccine safety information further undermines public confidence in these controversial drugs, and that's Tom Bitten. So they're on top of it. So, you know, the only thing, you know, I'm, my whole family's type O, right? None of us have had the vaccine. We're fine. None of you have had COVID, too, right? Or no. have you? Okay. No. And like I said, my husband does go back and forth to the VA over these past, you know, three years. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and I really believe when Europe said it seems that type O people do not get it, I really believe that. Like this doctor was saying, your own immune system will handle it, you know? Um, and then, you know... Oh, oh, what was that doctor, the brain doctor that Trump had on his, um, in his cabinet? Um, the brain doctor? The, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, God, I can't think of his name, but he, yeah. He had it, right? And I remember he said, I took oleopurin. Oh, well, I know what that is. It's olive leaf. Anyone can get it in a health food The store. only Oreo I know is cookies. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it, oleopurin is mm-hmm. plain old olive leaf, and I have a book from the 90s, because, you know, when you stand in a grocery store line, sometimes they got little booklets, or they used to have them on all different things, and I bought a 99-cent one, and I kept it, and I'm looking through it, and I'm like, this is from the 90s, and it's mentioning SARS and avian flu, and they were using olive leaf back then to well, fight it. That's you know, we could come up with a thousand answers. Something might work for someone else, or somebody might get better, and they were going to get better anyway. Well, that's what he did, and mm-hmm. I, I, I can't believe it. Carson, Dr. Ben Carson. Yeah, Ben Carson, right. Yeah, Thank you. he used plain old olive leaf, and he said he got better. Well, and I believe it. Because that's what that 1990s, when Clinton was in office and all kinds of stuff was going on, SARS and everything. Yeah, that's what they One were One of the using. few people Always. I would trust would be Ben Carson. I, I think yeah, he's a great he's man. he's a pretty good guy. All right, thank you, Susan. All right. Hello, welcome to the program. Hi. Yeah, I'd like to clarify and add um, to the question I asked Dr. Urso. And how do I spell his name? Oh, U-R-S-O. U-R-S-O. Mm-hmm. I asked about nanoparticles and uh, 
for instance, uh, penetration and myelination. You know, those things are all over my head, and you know, I and what it reads is bioacceptable and biodegradable nature. Lipid mm-hmm. nanoparticles makes them less toxic and suited for brain targeting. Why? Why is this so? It is because they will pass the blood-brain barrier. Okay, thanks, sir. I'm getting close to the two o'clock hour. Hi, WICS. Welcome. You're on the air. Well, hi. I oh, thank you, Susan. I am type O blood, and I only had um, the two shots. Um, mine were back in April when COVID first started, and I never had any boosters either. My husband's a school teacher. He had one Moderna, and I waited for the Pfizer's only because of the location. Um, and I'm type O, and I, I believe if you have a good immune system, personally. Well, it certainly helps to have a good immune system. Uh, that's why uh, young people are very rarely get terrible symptoms from it, and many people oh. thought they should be going to school instead of staying home. But, yeah, uh, I'm 61, and, I, you know, like this morning, I walked out on the deck this morning, and my slippers were the kind that were like socks, and mm-hmm. I thought, well, so I took them off, and I went outside barefoot. On the deck. Well, <laughs> so so I I'm a weirdo. I'm I'm kind of like well, you know, I'll walk outside in the snow sometimes to feed the birds in my bare feet. Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard about yeah. the typo thing when the <laughs> uh, the virus first came out, and I couldn't I tell you. I have so thank you, Susan, as well. She's uh, couldn't tell she's you it's a hundred percent, but I've heard I said, it. When I brought up the whole uh, farm thing today, I was surprised how many people called in. Yeah, I could have taken, you know, another hour's worth, but uh, yeah. you know, we got a little so, short. Well, thanks for yeah, sharing that. Thanks again for playing my um, Tom Jones right off the bat. Great. All right. Have a good rest you're of welcome. your um, day. Thank you. WICH, you're with Stu. Good afternoon. Hi, Stu. Just, Hi. Just a quick uh, put the kibosh on Susan's uh, theory of typo, because I had the Pfizer uh, shot, and I had, was double boosted, yet back in October, even though I'm O-negative blood type, I got... A bad case of COVID. You know, that's, uh, you know, there was no certainty on that. I had heard it at the beginning, but never heard it for a very long time again. So you were double shot, typo blood, and you still got it. Yeah, I was up to date when I had the original Pfizer, then two boosters by Pfizer, mm-hmm. and with typo negative. And I had heard the same thing in the beginning, too. And I said, oh, good, I got oh, negative blood. But, uh, no, I got a, a good case of it, uh, like the worst flu I ever had back, oh, in, God. Uh, yeah. back in September. That's the scariest part. You know, like people have shots and, uh, well, I'm okay now. I gotta, I get a little careless and um, boom, there it is. All right. Thanks, Stu. Thank you. Hope you're feeling better and I'm glad you are. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. Well, we've had a lot of doctors on. I wanted to have somebody with a different point of view today and we certainly did. As far as the weather, pretty good. Sunny today. We may get to 50 degrees, and then tonight it'll be cool, 29. Thursday, increasing cloudiness, rain showers likely during the afternoon. High 47, 56 on Friday, with a mix of sun and clouds, which means they're synods. And temperature now is at 47 degrees. Well, it's been a busy day. We are going to have uh, a gentleman on who's, what a talent. He's been a producer of some great movies and Broadway shows. His name is uh, Julian Spasberg. He's going to be on our program. He's been with all of them, Streisand and uh, you name it, Al Pacino, Burt Reynolds, all of the big names. He worked with them. 
And he's on because he's got a book called Try Not to Hold It Against Me. Talking about um, working his way up as a youngster. He was one of the youngest producers ever. Julian Schlossberg. So it'll be fun to talk with him. Hmm? It'll be tomorrow on our program right after the 11 o'clock news. See, so worked with Steve Allen. Oh, I loved Steve Allen. What a funny man he was. Mike Nichols, Elaine May, Woody Allen. Mia Farrow. Why did I say Mia right after Woody? Well, he also worked with her, but not with Woody and Mia together. Betty Davis, Jack Nicholson, <laughs> Bob Hope, George Burns, The Beatles. <laughs> My goodness. So we're glad to uh, be chatting with him. I know he's got some great holiday, holiday, Hollywood stories to uh, tell you about. That'll be tomorrow on our show after 11 o'clock. And, of course, we'll have some open topics just to keep things going with some of the current things that uh, you may be talking about. See if I can give you a couple of footnotes before we... What is a footnote, anyway? Do you write on your foot? Hmm? Oh, no. See, on this date... In 2010, Michael Jackson's Dr. Conrad Murray pleaded not guilty to involuntary manslaughter in Michael's death. Boy, these doctors with their pills, huh? WICHAM and FM, uh, thanks for joining us today. W2300.